0: if ox pumps then you're yeah 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 so your collateral value exactly so like yeah the fact that ox has not pumped yet makes the perpetual trading on here even more like the timing (laughs) this would be the right time it means you have larger larger collateral
1: size if it goes up Mm-hmm. so it's kind mm-hmm. of interesting it, like yep. it's it's chaotic as well though because obviously it can go down as well <laughs> so it's like it's like um maybe you go on other exchanges to be sensible and have um U- U- usdc or um usdt is collateral and everything is stable and sensible here it's just max chaos
2: so, max so you're denominated in ox and your collateral is ox am i understanding correctly
1: uh i think so yeah you broke up a little bit <laughs>
2: So your your collateral is OX and also you're
1: denominating your pools in OX? It's, I think it's USDT, uh, sorry, USD denominated uh, pools, but collateral and liquidation is into OX.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, good. That would have been like so crazy if it was also denominated in
1: OX. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. We considered, but not like it was one of the initial <laughs> like versions, but it was just too I fucking think, confusing. I think people wouldn't use it. It's just too it's it's just like It's like, what is the
0: price? Like what, what are these contracts? <laughs> yeah. you'd have to have a usd version of it right next to it anyway to make it like even feasible to use but interesting yeah i think like so get like let's say for example i got a thousand bucks worth of ox and i moved it to this Mm -hmm. and then it's like okay on that let's say uh i like the Litecoin pair here just because it hasn't moved at all um, if I, so what kind of position can I actually execute here? Like, I'm trying to play on here to see what it does, but, um, like, like what amount of, when you're taking this perp, is it just a one-to-one like, or is it like you're taking multitudes of leverage here? Um, it, like, it Well, number one, or... like the
1: leverage system is kind of confusing right now because it's mm. based on the old FTX, um, and sort of, uh. FTX cross margin system right now, like within a, a couple of days or maybe yeah. a week or so, we'll have a leverage slider, which will make things way easier for most people, um, because right now you need to like work it out based on based on your margin and stuff, which is confusing. Um, but yeah, like that's a yeah. that's a thing to fix but pretty quick. T- t-
0: like, walk, if, if, uh, do you have this up in front of you? Like, can I don't you walk know, me through? Like, no, I don't um, like if I get on this I side, I have like this, this button where I hit like, OK, limit market stop orders. And so let's say I like I'm on Litecoin, it's $70 at the moment. So I have $1,000 worth of ox, let's say. And um, it's going to say like how much available I have here. Yeah. Once put some money in here. And so I'd be able to take a position worth. $500 worth or like what? Like, like, I think I think if you
1: wanted to up to like 90%. Okay. If you re- if you really wanted to, but that would display all the liquidation price and everything else, um, and the leverage. But it's, I'm not in front of a computer right now, so. I oh,
0: I out. see. Like the margin details, it won't show me until I have this wallet connected and everything. Yep. I see. You need to. You need to at the, the bottom and, and have a play. Yeah. Yeah, it'll it'll be more obvious once you sort of like hook it up. But yeah, I'm. I think I, what I'm gonna I'm gonna do maybe like the LTC USD perp. I think the thing that it, might interest you most is the
1: mission, Sefi because they're legitimately very easy. Um okay. And quite easy <laughs> to guess. strategize. I briefly looked at them but I didn't pay like, that close. Like attention. Ryan and others have this like strategy where they do it for about 10 minutes a day and just earn like uh, a couple hundred dollars on not much. So it's it's very easy to to come up with a strategy for and keep it Dells neutral. Like maybe you would um you would have two coins within an ecosystem that seem to go different directions, or something, or maybe mm-hmm. a long on Bitcoin, a short on Ethereum, or whatever. Something that is like relatively neutral, um, and then you can hit it easily, and then you're getting loads of ox yield.
0: Okay, yeah, I think like, and um, where does it get its price speeds from? By the way, is it like a chain link thing, or a pith, or something, or what? Like, how does it? Um, I'll ask. Like how are you adding? How are you adding coins, or whatnot? not? I'll ask. I'm not. I'm not actually sure. I'll ask. <laughs> Because, like, yeah, the only reason I ask is because uh, sometimes you just use, like, APIs of some, you know, CoinGecko or some shit. It's not that complicated. Or if you don't, like, want to avoid Oracle attacks, you'd use something more, like, legit, like, or, you know, Pith or Band or, you know, Chainlink or something like that. So I think it depends. Uh, but, yeah, fi- find out what that is. I'm just curious, like, how much money I can park around here to fuck around. But, like... So- so, the only thing like I'm, I'm a, I don't i am really take a lot of leverage, not a lot. I don't take any leverage risk pretty much usually. So, this is not really my like cup of tea, so to speak. But when I, when I'm mm-hmm. doing it, my take is like, hey, if I'm going to bother, it's going to be like almost on a sure thing. Like, not, not a, I don't really like, you know, I don't want to gamble on stuff just for the hell of it. It's just not, I don't need to. Like, yeah. crypto already is like that to me in a sense. So, yeah. I mean, you can
1: take one expositions or whatever as well. It doesn't it's like um, up to you, but
0: yeah. Well, I, I think it'd be fun to do uh, larger multiples uh, here because, like, yeah. a one exposition, I can just buy a spot. Like, what's the point?
1: Yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's um, it's designed for fun and designed for chaos and designed for upside and designed for destruction.
0: <laughs> so, like, oh, it's speaking um, by the way. Cool. Of uh, you, remember, you were asking when Dogecoin was going up. Yeah. Um. Apparently now. Okay. <laughs> By the way, so you you're, you're we were talking about things mooning, and there it goes. Um, yeah, it's at like nine point one now. So I think I think Doge is going to run soon as well. All these things like Adam and Doge and all they have like perfect charts ready to look like ready to blow their tops. I mean, blow their um, like consolidation ranges out. And uh, I think they'll all move as like as BTC pauses here. This is a good time to like play. I think you can. I mean, shit, you can pretty much throw darts at a dartboard now and be successful. Like can be a total moron here and like everyone's a genius basically that's the weird thing about it it's like i you know with um with lunk
1: and stuff it's like Mm -hmm. uh even though like the situation is terrible it's probably still going to pump just on bot correlation (laughs) like and like of course people flying into crypto or whatever and um but you know those people are going to celebrate it as like the tech or the development or whatever it's just gonna it's kind of crazy like the whole thing um and because it's their own coin they won't concentrate on any other coins and think about like opportunity costs or anything else so it's like i don't know it's kind of silly it's kind of cool that everyone wins <laughs> if they're here if they're here early enough and if they're positioned in the bear market anywhere um at the same time they basically miss out on like much higher gains by not being smarter but they still win relative to fiat so it's cool
0: yeah yeah like as long as you're if you're putting random two x's and three x's in uh that's still pretty good like you don't have to be get super rich on this stuff um hmm yeah like uh, on the whole it looks like uh, like the consolidations for all these coins are just coming to an end and things are going to run i was just kind of like postulating like where zephyr is going to be and i'm like thinking about this carefully it's like hmm because i think what i'm going to do this time is i'm going to figure out a spot to convert to ZSD, which is the stable dollar from Zeph. And uh and then like maybe trade my back way back into more Zephyr or just, you know, or whatever, just see what I need to do. But my thought is like maybe we run to like mm, like maybe a five X off the top. Because last time uh off the top was like five bucks or so, and we went to about fifty two. So that's it's like a 10x off the top of the previous, like whatever. This time from 52, let's say we don't do a 10x off of that, we just do a 5x. Then you're at about 250 ish. There's like a fib level at about 263, whatever. Right around that level seems pretty good. Like if we really, really run, um, these numbers always seem absolutely absurd when you say them out loud because you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but then, you know, they do that. And then you're like, oh, I wish I would have believed them. Um, but I think like it could run quite a lot. And um, then the thing is, like, how do you not, um, how can you sell like really serious quantities without affecting the chart in any way? You can do that by basically converting to ZSD, and if you do this, like, it won't dump the price because it's considered a liability in the system, not a sale. And you can then um, convert back to Zephyr um, if it drops sufficiently. And I think you know, if it if it goes to like two fifty, like let's say it drops down to I don't know, hundred or something again, right? Like it'll it'll pull back, and then you can sort of flip backwards and then nobody knows you did it because it's basically all you know within your wallet and you know you don't have to trust an exchange because what makes me a little bit nervous Bruce is like let's say your bag is worth a whole bunch Mm -hmm. and um and you're going to transfer all of this to Mexi or some shit and what if you get stuck there and like they don't want to let you transfer you know like your 10 million dollars off of Mexi or some shit then what are you going to do so the thing is, like, when, when, when this thing reaches, like, let's say a billion plus market cap, three billion market cap, like Which legitimately. Thing, sorry, did, I missed that. Which I was <laughs> gonna say, w- let's say uh, Zeph goes to like, yeah, you know, one yeah. billion to three billion market cap numbers, and you're worth like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you really gonna trust that money flowing through Maxi in any significant quantity? That's gonna be the issue, right? Like, how do you know you're not gonna get that shit? Like, yeah,
1: I, <clears throat> I tend to think I tend to think it would be a terrible thing for an
0: exchange to do that, though um true true but like like, it's it's such bad marketing it is but like if like they have to have the actual cash on hand as well so like the problem with these market caps, as you know is like they can pump to rational numbers but there's no actual real sort of exit liquidity so my thought is here's the thing let's say we're at um i don't know a billion market cap zeph or something or higher than that uh my thought would be somewhere in the 260 to 400 range if i want to convert to zsd then uh, I will lose some money in the like, you know, that moving average and fees type of thing. But like, who cares? The safety of not having my money leave my wallet may be worth not having to mess with touching Mexi with that kind of money. Right. Because like, that's all discoverable and whatnot. I don't want them to you get know, anyone to know. Right. So like, the idea here is if I convert to um, ZSD, then um, it's, Within the ecosystem, it's always correctly priced compared to Zeph, right? So you don't have any issues there. And then when you convert back later to Zeph, then you can uh, do so and then convert back and then uh, sell some Zeph if you need to some point in the far future at intervals where you actually need the money, right? That's the beauty of being able to have the stable coin in the ecosystem. But you could have enough liquidity in Zephyr that you can, you can exit when you need to in small quantities especially if you don't need to like, you don't really need to sell your whole bag at once at that point. It doesn't make any difference. Right. So I think that's a really cool feature of it. And, um, and not only that, but like with that Zephyr swap and all that shit coming out, you could, you could quite literally just swap to tether or something in a completely private destination. And then you can go like travel and do shit with it for forever with that money. Like, like that's my theory. It's like, I could go to com or go whatever. And I could go travel for, you know, indefinitely pretty much with that without actually having to um like show that anywhere if that makes sense because travala.com does not like give a fuck you know that you're spending money on travel right so they're not gonna like they're not there's nobody auditing travala and saying hey where did that guy go with his uh, what cruise did he go on or what tra- trip did he take nobody's doing this so it's kind of an interesting exit um, strategy that I think is really, really unique to Zephyr, which is why I think I'm super bullish on it. I think if I figured this out, fucking everyone's yeah. going to figure it out eventually, that it's like a really interesting black box um, with really, really useful utility in that sense. Um, but anyway, like, yeah, I was just thinking about that clearly, because when that time comes, we have to know exactly how to do this, right? Like, what is the exact like proper strategy to, because you also don't want to dump the chart, because right, like if you sell a whole bunch um you know that you've accumulated, and then you're not able. You're creating a lot of slippage on the way down. You're basically doing yourself a disservice anyway, and you're also doing the group a disservice because then now the price of the coin goes down. On the other hand, if you swap to ZSD, yeah, you take a little bit of a loss on the trading, like you know, like, like cost or whatever. But on the other hand, you're not messing with the chart at all. And if the start stay, if the chart stays bullish, like with this flywheel effect then the odds that Zephyr will pump again after it dips is much higher, right? So like if, if I switch back to Zephyr, then um, I can multiply the amount by a lot at that point. And that, that's kind of a cool thing. So this flywheel effect to me, it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm just overthinking it, maybe I'm right curving this, like maybe people don't see the value of this that I do, but I suspect I'm not the only one who's noticed these benefits, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. So that's why I took all those different little small coins. I had made like 2x here, 3x there, you know, Tia, and Say, and all this other bullshit. So I, I would get like some reasonable multiples on them and i dumped them all into Zephyr afterwards. So that like, you know, not only did I multiply those multiples, but on top of that, it goes into this black box afterwards. It's like the perfect depository for like, like, like and the nice thing is like Mexi has a lot of coins we care about too, which is funny. So switching out, in and out of things via MXC is quite easy, right? Um, so let's say, for example, uh, on the ox.fun site, you... Oh, by the way, on Ox.fun, different question. When you make, like, let's say you make good money on your Litecoin perpetual or some shit, you're paid in OX, right? Or what? Like, what are you paid in? Uh,
1: I've got I've to got run. OK, no problem. I have, a, yeah. I have a pedicure and a manicure. And I need to get my eyebrows done. Yeah, like I want to be beautiful. It's not just about being knowledgeable. It's not about just giving financial information and stuff like that. Ultimately, you have to walk down a street. You have to meet people. You have to you have to date. You have to set romantic relationships and stuff. You need to be beautiful. You've got to look good on those. It's not enough to be smart. It's not enough to be smart. You need to be pretty, right? And I'm in my intention is to be the prettiest and most beautiful I've ever been in 2024. That's what I wrote down on my little diary at the start of the year. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to let anyone stop me. Even if you try to like.
0: You've got to like,
1: look good on your zoom call with your girlfriend. Like it's nothing personal, but if yeah. you, if you try and take me away from that, if you try and take me away from blossoming into the queen, I can be right. Then I'm going to say goodbye to you and I'm going to block you. I fear that day. Really? Anyway. Not for now, yeah. because you're going to let me be beautiful. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Clean yourself up. I already did that today already, by the way. OK. But yeah, um, in terms of Ox,
1: definitely have a play around. I think you'll find it rather fun and rather interesting. We thought we put a lot of time into it, like the thinking about the product and stuff. Um, and I think it is, it is very fun. And much okay. more to come soon. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go hook up the thing and do it. Awesome. OK. Cool. Farewell, friends. See you later. Um, Red, what you doing, man? You staying busy?
3: Yeah, man, it's been. Uh, I mean, today was, I guess, technically a federal holiday, so things have been a little bit quieter. But yeah, man, shade actually, uh, shade's keeping me busy. We just had uh, largest buyback uh, since we started. It was forty k generated in a week.
0: Hold up, what does this mean? Like, buyback of what? What, like?
3: Uh, okay, so shade staking is based mm-hmm. on just like uh, real yield generation. So all the protocol revenue goes uh, to buying back shade off the open market and it's emitted to uh, stakers as okay. uh, staking yield. So it's you know not inflationary, it's not increasing uh, the circulating supply. Um, so you know as activity within the apps uh, fluctuates, so does the uh, revenue but
0: so yeah, is it like a, it a pretty... the tokens are bought back and burned or is it like a buyback and what what happens to them oh it's
3: like buyback and redistribute so they get bought back and then uh, put into a rewards contract that gets emitted to shade stakers
0: oh okay yeah got it so it's yeah, like... So like
3: we earn the protocol earns you know stable coins atom eth all these different tokens and they use those to buy back shade so
4: okay cool
3: yeah it's pretty cool i mean this is just uh you know one week but annualized uh that would be you know a little over 2 million in fees for a protocol that's at like 12 million market cap
0: 13 million market cap or so have you guys seen um have you got like did you, have you looked at this um this chainlink ccip layer yet
3: yeah I looked into it a little bit since like, our last discussion
0: because my my question uh, on that is is it actually feasible to incorporate that into a privacy chain like um, with you know whether it's with shade or with um with secret network generally I'm just curious if it's even if it's even possible
3: yeah i'm i I'm not hundred percent sure I would say though that if they can integrate with you know, any of the other Cosmos-based chains then the issuance um, or, you know, value transfer from another chain that also has this connected to the Cosmos chain, you know, it's just one jump away from secret network via IBC. So Mm. even if it doesn't happen imminently on secret network, you know, let's say, you know, uh, Noble is issuing other assets um, outside of USDC, like they want to do other RWAs. Um, mm. you know just our exposure via IBC to Noble, allowed, is, Noble you know, a to, to
0: is Noble connecting to CCIP or are they going all direct to vendors? Uh,
3: I, I have no idea. This is something uh, a little outside my current scope. It just things. seems, I it I just seems
0: awesome about Noble recently. I'm going to try to find it. Mm. Oh were they doing something? Because the, <laughs> the thing is way. like here's the thing like if you have all these different real world assets slash like uh, asset protocols you have I don't know, you have IBC, you have, you know, Axelar, Noble, and all these different groups that are trying to get connectivity. Let's say, for example, a good example would be Axelar and USDC. So Axelar made a thing with USDC, they got USDC on-chain, and then they were able to sort of like, I don't know if Noble did the same thing, I don't remember exactly, but the the idea is like you have this kind of like, not wrapped, but um, a canonical asset from the actual issuer which is Circle Corporation, right? That's how this asset comes into being, and uh, the amount of that asset is um, like very specific to how much it was actually um, purchased from USDC to to like wrap this token or whatever. So USDC is the final arbiter essentially of this thing, and they're the they're the asset issuer, and then you have this uh, intermediary like Noble or whoever or Axelar or whoever it is, and they they basically create sort of this wrapper and then you can get it all over the cosmos via ibc but with Chainlink ccip it eliminates all of that because ccip already has circle connected to it and it already has a whole bunch of other shit connected um like arbitrum optimism and um and what's it called polygon so then what you wind up with is like all these assets that emerge in ccip connect to everything so why in the world would like new companies like Cir- like take circle a new company comes out. Red has, uh, he wants to put like, um, I don't know, uranium tokens on online or something. So you can trade uranium. <laughs> and, um, but he's the issuer of the uranium token. Um, why would he issue it on Noble or Axelar when he has like just a gigantic amount of possible users via CCIP with all the chains connected to it? So it's like almost like inevitable that one of these types of issuers wins as the middleman as the layer zero of choice and the reason though there will be a winner and everyone else will be a loser is because once because there's implementation time to add each of these things that's one reason so if you were going to choose between CCIP noble or axelar whoever it makes sense to pick the one that's connected to the most shit that's one reason the second reason that it becomes a factor is like let's say you were to have the noble version of USDC and the axelar version of the USDC and the CCIP version all on the same decks. It's a big fucking mess. So what you wind up with is a liquidity pool for each of these things, and you have just fragmented liquidity all over the place. Whereas when you have like a canonical liquidity pool for all of USDC, let's say it's a CCIP version that becomes the quote unquote winner. And remember the other beautiful thing about it is there's like CCIP is a much, much larger sort of like secure network in the end, because when the bigger you get, the more secure you become, right? So like. There's that piece of it, and so it's like a the it's like the bridge issuer of end, like it's the final version. It's the god of bridges, essentially. So
2: it might up end up a, non- a fee war, right? Like uh, like that? the the only reason to not use Link might be that it's cheaper to use other options. You know, it it could
0: be, but at the end of the day, it's like if you're a new chain. Oh, there, Oh, and there's another third piece of this, and that is the user experience. So the user experience is wildly different. Why? Because you could send a coin from Ethereum to, um, let's say, um, Shade you know, or whatever, and it's canonical, right? Like, like It's the CCIP version. You don't need to do any special shit. And on top of that, in the background, the link becomes the gas token. So you don't even need to figure out how to get it there. So while the fee may be a little bit more, at the end of the day, the user experience can be so much more convenient that it like my suspicion is that something like that wins so if you look at what they've done you could argue that maybe they don't execute and maybe it's not good for the link token who the fuck knows but the thing is like if you think of it as a overall system you go wait a minute this is really well thought out and at the end of the day like here's here's the other thing red eye like in the end we all are trading a bunch of random shit tokens like to some extent right like a bunch of little micro projects and quite honestly like they do the same shit six million dexes you have 6 million meme coins, whatever. In the end, like the other real world asset category is going to be like some kind of tokenized stocks and whatnot. And the thing is, that's going to be, in theory, a gigantic addressable market and people will want those assets. Imagine if you could do a bot trading platform where you had the volatility of say, I don't know, some stock you like, like Apple, and you could basically trade it against like a bot traded against the volatility of, say, for example, gold, right? Real Apple versus real gold. You get the, in the meantime, while you're holding these two trading pairs, any Apple you have, you're getting the dividend for it and whatever, right? Like you're actually getting both the trading volatility and the yield from the dividends from these assets. Let's say Petrobras stock, which has a 20% yield, and you have the PBRA stock and it has the yield, and you have 50% that, and then the other 50% is in, let's say, I don't know, uh, fuck it, I don't know, Atom tokens or something, and you get that yield. And so now you're getting the yield, or maybe ST atoms. So it's like you're getting the yield of the ST Atom um, and your bot trading, getting the grid bot like yield of that, plus you're getting the yield from your Petrobras stock, right? So there's interesting sort of things that come into play. So the thing is, like, if you're not connected to something that is actually going to bring in real-world stocks, the reality is that when that moment happens, and, that, and, I, and I believe that's going to be within the next few years, Get based on what the Chainlink people are saying, if you're not in that space, like you wind up being left behind big time in terms of the amount of liquidity going kind to of moving into your particular platform. So that's what makes me nervous for the cosmos right now. I don't see a gateway plan for any of that shit. And it makes me nervous about like the liquidity flows um, and the new users that are going to show up for those things. Parallelized EVM. Paralyzed EVM, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, if it, if it plays out, it's, it's pretty big for crossing those, those lines between Cosmos and ETH. But no, but no, no, but here's the thing. With, with CCIP, you don't need to cross any lines. Like, you don't need any of that shit anymore. It doesn't really matter what programming language you have.
2: Right, you just need all of them to deploy it, though, so that's the issue,
0: right? It's like, yeah. like I understand what you're saying. But, it's very but effective. But CCIP is relatively easy to deploy, is my understanding. It's not a gigantic effort to accomplish this. And in fact, it's not that much harder than, say, incorporating like the Circle USDC protocol, for example, which, which only brings you Circle tokens. And it doesn't even give you all the other benefits of CCIP, which would be any asset issued on CCIP. Does that make sense? Like So yeah. Red Eye, the example here would be once your chain or your DEX becomes, a, it, it's issued in the CCIP network. What happens is, is you use some of your own protocol tokens and you provide liquidity in that space. And then uh, people can trade in and out of, let's say, shade tokens anywhere that CCIP is connected, any DEX that it's connected to. You'd be talking about like whether it's sushi swap, whether it's whatever. All of those DEXs immediately can list any token. Uh, in fact, they would be incentivized. It'd be dumb not to list every token in the world. That's I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like what Thorswap,
3: you know? Yeah,
0: it's kind of like a Thorswap right. situation, except that you're connected to pretty much everything except UTXO. A specific stuff by the way and the utxo version i'm sorry the 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 ccip version of tokenized um utxo tokens like bitcoin or whatever um dogecoin or something those also will be like canonical assets as well which is pretty interesting um but you you see what i'm saying like so so there's going to be a winner of this type of platform i think and uh, unless I see otherwise, uh, someone else is doing real world yeah. stuff like stocks.
3: No, I, I agree. I think there's going to likely be one uh, winner that takes the majority of um, stablecoin issuance, just kind of like we saw um, with e- even the the bridge versions. You know, Axler kind of dominated the 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 bridge stablecoin market in the mm-hmm. Cosmos yep. before Noble was around and. I think what is likely going to happen is, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, Chainlink issued, uh, uh, you know, Stablecoin or Noble, I think uh, there's likely going to be one prominent leader. And then you'll have all your decentralized Stablecoins that, you know, have nothing
0: really. uh, And it's quite it's quite possible that like Axelar could just simply build a uh, like a CCIP, you know, connected bridge. So any asset that they have issued already, let's say for example USDC, um, you'd be able to immediately go right through that bridge right to the CCIp system with almost no friction at that point. I think. So, but at the same time, it it, yeah. it eliminates the need for Axelar. It quite literally makes them obsolete. Um, so, like, you know, how long does that shit last? Um, I'm not sure. As long as Axelar is cheaper, because why would they have? Yeah, but remember, like, you would. Yeah, I guess that's possible. Um, it depends. They
2: I think that's yeah, the, the inherent their, problem. Okay. They
0: jacked up their fees for
3: uh, ETH bridging into the cosmos. Like if you're not using Axlar Gmp through Squid, uh, mm. it's expensive as fuck right now.
0: Is it really? Based I on, think like, that's the inherent problem
4: used with, with link. Yeah, it's like I don't know
3: now it's probably like seventy or so dollars regardless of oh,
4: the, amount,
0: like, the, the size of your... The link version is not nearly account. as pricey, for sure. It's like, you know... It's oh yeah, I mean, if
3: you use Squid percentage. Router, they, they use uh, Axelords GMP, uh, you kind of get to sidestep the, the fees that are associated with uh, interacting with some of their contracts, but... Okay.
2: It's tough when you're talking about bridging to ETH because usually you're,
4: you're having to like unwrap it so you get like an extra transaction. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't do too much like in between those um anyway. Yeah, don't play much. yeah, like I but I can see myself doing more of these things. Uh well, first off, I feel like, mm, like the entire MetaMask experience is lame. The entire like well, I, I think crypto wallet experiences are lame generally to, to a large extent. Like normies are not gonna do this stuff like realistically. So that's the other thing piece of the puzzle is that you know, when when you're on Coinbase, and you, you're a normie, and you're like, oh, like I need to send some USDC. And the thing is warning me, wait, are you sending to ETH? Are you sending to Polygon? The average person's like, what is this retard? Is this like retard land or what? Like, what like what are all these different versions? It doesn't make any sense to anybody. Like, as far like, I as I thought this was a dollar, what is this? Yeah, exactly. I thought this was a dollar. Like, what am I actually moving here? Number one, they don't realize it's not an actual dollar. But number two, it's like this weird parallel thing where there's like versions of the dollar. And they're not exactly compatible. And if they fuck it up, it's like their their thing is not going to like, they might lose their money or something.
2: It's like if you look uh, on, say, on Astroport, they have like every version like Axelar or uh, like Arbitrum USDC, Polygon USDC, and they're all exactly. like $500,000 liquidity, which is like, this is not accomplishing much to have like six pools of USDC with, you know. But see, that's what's,
0: that's what's different. That's what's different. See, like because Arbitrum, Polygon, and Optimism, which are the big issuers, like where a lot of people transfer through and a polygon, especially is quite cheap when you, when you transmit USDC, for example. Um, when all of those guys already did CCIP incorporation, so what that means is Coinbase in the near future could actually end up delisting all these other versions and just simply have the CCIP version in theory over time, and that then, you, cool. then you have just canonical asset. And, and when you do CCIP, what happens is. You can literally go to any one of them with, without having to know which chain you're going to. That abstraction needs to happen for sure for any kind of like serious mass adoption thing. Nobody fucking cares what chain they're on. In fact, like if you really think about it for a second, like the end user wants to use some sort of dap of some kind for some reason right? Like, or a consumer app chain of some kind. They don't give a flying fuck what the chain they're on. I don't actually
2: understand why we haven't already fixed that. Like if Kepler, like, like if I connect to an app and it has a network, why can't Kepler just connect that network? Why do I have to go decide which network? Like it did, like that one step just
0: needs to be taken. Who sort of fixed it was TerraStation when they incorporated like TFM, right? Like TFM, when you incorporate a router in, you semi-fix it. But even that's a, a like a mediocre fix because all these cops require tons of fees anyway. Well, and I mean in use,
2: like, like if I connect, it shouldn't matter if I connect to Osmosis or Astroport or whatever, it should just connect to the the preferred network. I shouldn't have to like do my research of like, okay, which network do I want to use on this app? Like it should, it should do it.
0: Right, 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 right. No, it is confusing. Like uh, moving things from place to place. That's the problem with IBC generally. Like you have to only go, you can only send things with IBC that have an IBC channel, and not only that, but you can't do two hops. So, for example, if I have—just for people that are listening—like if you have Luna um, on the Luna chain, and then you send it to Osmosis, now you're getting the an IBC channel channel version of Luna. It's like a wrapped Luna in a sense, but it's uh, it's in the IBC system so it's not it doesn't have the usual wrapper risks and stuff but then if you start trying to go from osmosis to injective you cannot send that wrapped luna token through another channel to yet another chain it just becomes like it becomes meaningless like it has to be only chain to chain so it's a basically like point to point uh system whereas it's just so different with with ccip the difference there would be like you could send it to anywhere, and it wouldn't matter what chain you're on. CCIP figures out which asset is where and that there's no duplications anywhere. That's the difference. I just can't see how anyone wins. If, some, if anybody wins that layer zero game, Everything else pretty much goes to somewhat zero, in my opinion. Like there's just no way that monopoly does the only matter. reason I don't
2: think that happens is you you just end up with a fee or it's just like gas or something. Like like if if it's that successful, you're gonna get people that just undercut it and, and other networks But remember, take the th- there's
0: a difference here. The difference is is that the chain link system is not a blockchain. So fees can remain low because in fact it might be cheaper than everywhere else in theory. Because Yeah, that'll be the question. Can, the fees can remain relatively low because you can just add as many sort of node networks as you want to handle the volume and everything. So it's infinitely scalable in that sense. And um, yeah, like you have to pay enough to the node operators that they're willing to do the work, right? Like there's some threshold at which they're not gonna, nobody's gonna issue a computer for this task, right? Like, right. but there's a point at which, yeah, it'll get equilibrium. But the thing is, the chain link node operators, if they get lots of volume, then it might like even if their fees are super low, they can dominate your ass on volume. Right. Because think about Ethereum yeah. right now. Think about all of the chains that exist today, plus the stock market, plus the banking network. All that shit is flowing through. Right. The amount you're, they're gaining in fees is just ridiculous at this point. You become like the MasterCard or Visa of the. And uh, they do the volume without actually. having their fees go up. though. No? do you know? Like, like, pretty I, sure I assume they have the typical. Bottleneck. Yeah, the, f- the fees are not like they are are dom- Remember, they have an Oracle network also, so they can denominate their fees in actual dollars, as opposed to denominating them in, say, the price of chainlink today, and the and the conversion happens at the rate that that node operator sets, essentially. So okay. yeah, doggy, do you like, have a question? You might have to jump in here. so mm-hmm. you have your hand up? Oh, doggy. I don't know what dog. Yeah, I'm. not sure Which. which Conversation, dog. You wanted to
5: jump in on. Go ahead, though. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> uh, thanks for coming up here. No, I mean, uh, you said a lot of interesting things. I think that like CCIP is like super, super, super duper interesting. Um, I think that there's a lot of like considerations that just are missing there, though. Like, I mean, like, dude, just the attack vector on these surfaces of just like understanding how these each chain's like error functions itself will work is just insane. Like the rate limiting issues. Like, <laughs> I mean this, even the consistency on data across all these would just be insane to think about. I mean, if they pull it off, it'll be like crazy. But I feel like it, the other big thing is it, that like, does, and I, but think I think pu- it, it, wor- uh, uh, d- d- it, it does work right now. Yeah, it does, it does work, work. But like, I mean, like the, yeah. the, the vision that you're talking about where it's like integrates with everything where it becomes like the, the omni-layer for like everything I think is, I think we still have a long way to go before we get to that right and you are saying like a few years so like granted i think that what's more interesting is this so whole a years- stuff to bob could change stuff that like dahlia was talking about like i read that um i read that paper that she put out in like bass last year and i had a chance to talk to her and like wow that shit like blew my mind more than ccip like but i think by extent it like it extends into the idea of what CCIB could really do. But I mean, that itself is like, I think more realistic grounding of like being like, oh dude, like just this could like change up the way that a chain could really like reference stuff. Um, So yeah, I mean, I I just think it's, I think it's like, there's no doubt about it. I'm not trying to like fade Chainlink or anything like that. I think it's like super freaking dope. Like, this is just like, huge breakthrough. Like, it's supposed to be celebrated all around. I just think the actual implementation of yeah. this surface is like a lot, lot harder than, and a lot longer than anyone thinks. It's, yeah, it's a big deal. Like, it's to, to make it all
0: work and make sure that it's robust and bulletproof and all that. And I think that the few years that that, that, number, the where I came up with that is that apparently there are substantial sort of like, mm, Bank type institutions, slash, you know, other institutional type folks whose sort of like go live dates are sort of looking at two to three years. That's where that number comes from. So you're talking about like gigantic amounts of asset value traveling through all of this. And remember, like, we do have systems that do this right now, and they've been around for decades and things like Swift and, um, DTCC use traditional computing to do this. So, Chainlink system is a bit more like a traditional computing system, uh with the additional decentralization. It's a node network type situation, not a blockchain. So, the scalability is very much different in that respect. But yeah, I don't know what, like, to Phil's point and your point. I don't know like exactly how the fees scale and, like, you know, I'm assuming it can work. I, I'm presuming because Swift and DTCC work and now, but to create like a universal layer and who builds that. Um, so far, the TradFi establishments have not made much progress in building a decentralized. Layer I mean, they there. don't have
2: the bottleneck of the chain, right? Like, like Swift mm-hmm, is not no. using a blockchain, so they're not they're no. not like,
0: limited. And and Chainlink's not a blockchain either, by the way. So that's the other thing. So it's yeah. not like if ETH is running slower than than your let's say um, than Kujira is, and you're trying to move something from ETH to Kujira, uh, Chainlink just simply waits for ETH to finish, essentially. So it it does take that, but at the same time. The the difference being that because it when you CCIP connect say for example Arbitrum, the difference is is that because CCIP is a separate trust layer, it can basically issue the asset much quicker because like it knows that uh, you know because it has to basically make sure finality happens happens on both chains. So there there is a bit of a thing, but but CCIP once it knows it's with a trusted vendor, what have you it can probably do it at quite a, quite a bit faster speed than what we're used to now. Anyway, it's, it's interesting stuff. And, and it's not to say the doggy, like there might not be, there might be better tech, like, you know how it is, like a few years goes by and like someone's going to invent something quote unquote better. The thing about these market, pl- these types of uh, markets though, is usually whoever can get the largest amount of implementation first wins. It's not the best tech necessarily. It's like Betamax versus BHS or whatever, right? Like, Like, Swift is not the best computing system in the world, and probably neither is DDCC, but yet there they are because they won the game. And so, usually, like, whoever wins the game, whether it's Cobalt running the treasury or whatever, like, that win happens and usually goes for several generations before some tech is so amazingly better that you have to go switch. Now, the other thing, too, is Chainlink system, because it's not a a blockchain. If new innovations come out, it's not to say that they couldn't be implemented. So the way the chain link system works is if you make an update to the system, you actually have both the new version and the old version running simultaneously. So a new update can happen where you don't cause the entire fucking network to break down. It's not like a blockchain where, hey guys, we're doing an upgrade and the chain's gonna be down for you know some <laughs> some period of time. In this instance, like the the transfers to the end user might actually be seamless as far as updates are concerned so interesting stuff either way and and all of these are gigantic teams so
5: they're really thinking hard of how to do this well obviously oh yeah for sure i mean like i, I the only reason i mentioned like the i think that the uh, it, like while ccip is like championed i feel like this other thing that dahlia put out is like super Like super interesting. I mean, it's it seems like a single consensus kind of like protocol for a DAG, right? Which is like basically incubated by Chainlink itself, and that's what like the Babka stuff is. And it's like brilliant. Um, I mean, like if you're really looking at like a high throughput kind of like super simple chain, like that could like basically take on like something like Swift or like you know any other like enterprise level kind of stuff. Like this is it. This is the reason why I feel like while CCIP would be like very interesting, I feel like this might be like legacy tech, which is like all these separate chains like these disparate narratives coming together and then plugging into CCIP. Because I feel like if you were just a bank, I'd be like, yo, if I run an investment bank and I I have like, you know, 50 billion in assets, I'd be like, bro, if I want to just use le- like leverage this tech and just make everything way fucking smoother, I would just use Babka because it's just like, why would I use the CCIP legacy system to connect to these markets? Unless I really want to pull liquidity from these markets, right? But because like, that's why, I, I mean, that that paper is just fucking brilliant. Like there's no other way to put it, like, wow.
0: A big part of this has kind of reached uh, T plus zero sort of transaction speeds too. So the settlement right now takes like, it's not working at the speed of light like you would expect the internet to work. These weird two day settlement times for banks and things is just a strange experience. Um, And I don't know how much like, I don't know, uh, I don't know how much money is wasted every year on problems associated with that type of delays or whatever, but like it that getting everything to be quicker is sort of the idea. And so like there's no doubt that I think there was they did a survey of like, you know, these financial institutions, like 95% of them people surveyed from I don't I don't know if it could be a bullshit survey, but like the 95% of people that in these things uh, believe that tokenization ultimately was the the future of these ecosystems. And now it's like how do you take someone who issues stocks like a DC or someone who issues um, you know, transfers money like Swift and how do you bring that all in and who is actually going to be big enough to do this? And the thing, the the thing, the reason to be bullish on the Chainlink side would be they've been actually working with both those organizations for the last, what, two, three, four years, something like that. And they built this thing for their needs because the issue is not whether or not you have a perfect, block, a perfect system or even for that matter, the perfect one for crypto nerds or whatever. The question really is, is it good enough uh, to for the needs of whatever the nerds at Swift and the nerds at DTCC think is necessary to make like an amazing system. And then like, and then this is something they believe that they can trust to connect to. Um, That's what really matters. So that I think like new tech can keep coming along, you know, which one wins is going to be the one that gets the greatest, um, I guess, adoption quickest. So there is a definitely arms
2: race in that respect. Uh, to do this right. It might end up like a quality thing. You know, like if you have a major app and you're making enough money, you get Chainlink for the security. But if you're like a startup app, you have to go with, you know, something else that's cheaper or, yeah, could end up that way. Well, remember, this is not about the
0: security part. This is about the fact that you can get a ton of immediate assets into your ecosystem. So let's say you're trying to create a bot trading platform for something and you don't want to be bothered with trying to figure out how to get all those assets into your ecosystem, nor do you want to be bothered with how to make those safe, right? Like, like how do you like bridge risks and all that are a problem and if you have to get some assets from Axelar and another set of assets from noble another thing from wrapped btc from somewhere there's just more implementation costs and all of those things have their own layers of risk so it's not like just because you because remember there's contingent risks too because let's say one of those systems breaks but you have trading assets happening that are maybe ETF packages of multiple different types of assets. Now you have, you know, one of them have gone to shit and two of them still work. And like, like Osmo and the Luna craft. Yeah. What is your asset actually worth at that point? It's just a fucking mess. Exactly. That was the Osmo UST situation in a nutshell, right? You need to have like these things work perpetually. Otherwise, you get a chain reaction of domino effect of other shit breaking. Um, so composability definitely gets seems much, much more sane with something like the CCIP system or something similar. Um, I don't know if any other layer zero type projects have actually reached sort of like mass um, integrations. But so far we know that like between the major layer twos on uh, the major layer twos on Ethereum plus I think GMX and a few others have incorporated CCIP. The other thing, too, is that there, there, while there may be other interesting options for interconnectivity, what's the other thing that's interesting is that because Chainlink by its default is an Oracle company, and they have battle-tested Oracle systems, you can do trading of CCIP assets without actually using a DEX in the end. Because you've got the Oracle, you have like liquidity pools, and you basically have a layer zero liquidity layer. And so now, you just completely eliminate the need for squid routers and every other routing system you've ever imagined. So the, the cost may ultimately be worth it, because if you could avoid all of the chaos and get all of the
5: convenience, maybe the cost is worth it. I don't know. So this implementation that you're talking about where the indexer itself or the infrastructure layer can basically be playing a dual role of, well, a triple, triple threat role, right, um, of like being like the canonical data storage, the actual Oracle storage, and also the commit kind of like functionality of it, which is, is, it's kind of funny that you mentioned it because this is like, kind of like what's happening with in the UTXO stuff. Right. So like me and my co-founder are like ex ETH builders. And then we built on Cardano and then we were like looking for another place to build. And we finally entered this incubator. And then we were encouraged to like, look at like Bitcoin, like related meta protocol stuff. So like the ordinal stuff. And then we decided to just do it on Doge because, well, we just thought it'd be kind of like hilarious to just build like a DeFi stack implementation there, but like, um, and we're like overgrown children. But like that being said, like this, uh, this kind of framework where you're talking about like an indexer or like some kind of infrastructure tooling, that's basically playing this triple threat functionality where you don't really have to have a protocol level kind of functionality. Oh, sorry. I pushed the wrong button. Oh. Doug, you got it. I accidentally muted you for a second. Oh yeah, my bad. Um, But like, um, so this like layer of like where you can basically, uh, like in ETH or something like that where you have these protocol level kind of tooling and then you have like individual kind of like disparate parties like providing these like specialized functionalities is kind of removed in this kind of space now. So it's like, you have these protocols where it's like, dude, you build an indexer and with that indexer you basically just create a retail level product which is the wallet. And then you can kind of create a swap. I say this with quotation marks. But the reality is, is like the indexer is actually like determining like the global state consensus of all the data. And in fact, like performing all the functionalities. It's kind of like wild to see that it's like there. So it's in a way like what you're talking about is kind of being implemented in a very janky way around like DRC20s and DRC20s and stuff like that. It's kind of crazy.
0: (laughs) Another interesting part of this is if you think about issuers, let's say you are I don't know, like you, you're a issuer of some real world asset type of thing. Let's take, for example, real estate or even stocks. Stocks is a good example. How many different places are you going to issue your tokenized asset? I mean, the reality is like, like you know, a company, like a, 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 title com- a major title company in America, for example, who wants to put their shit on blockchain for some reason so that you could use that token in order to, you know, uh, make claims about the status of your house, for example, like those people are not going to issue like this shit on 17 different blockchains with different protocols and whatever. It's just not going to be a thing. The reality is they're looking for an easy thing to plug into like the internet. Like, you know, if I create a website, everyone in the world can look at it. Um, if I accept MasterCard or Visa, everyone in the world can pay on my website for something. That's what people want. The the end businesses don't give a fuck about our various protocols. They really don't. And so I think like the the type of thing like CCIP where there's a go-to place where it seems like everyone is swimming in the same swimming pool. Um and all of the customers are there. That's where the liquidity is, that's where the other issuers are going to be. Cause imagine if you're a title company and okay, so let's say Zillow decides to do something where they want to tokenize houses or some shit. And then the title company comes along and their titles are on a different blockchain. Like, how is that going to work? <laughs> like, it's got to be uh, interchangeable entirely. And you have to have some place to control and kind of keep track of where everything actually is. So take DTCC, for example. They're the, like, I guess worldwide, like biggest issuer of stock assets, at least in American stocks, I think. And so they're the issuer, and they know exactly how much Apple stock has been issued. There's not like, in, You'd hope that there's not copies of Apple stock floating around. And the final uh, settlement goes through DTCC when you do something at a brokerage or what have you. So that data eventually like, goes to these different places. And even stocks and stuff, settlement's not immediate, right, if, if you've noticed that with stock trading. Um, I don't remember how many days it takes, but there's like a day or two w- window where it says, hey, you can't sell your stock before this is settled. You guys have seen that if you played stocks. So that would disappear eventually. Um, and it would allow for things like end users to do bot trading and whatever. But DTCC doesn't really want to issue their stock to like, you know, like, and then also figure out. So right now, DTCC knows exactly how much Apple stock they've issued to all the different brokerages, where those stocks are like all that shit. They know exactly where everything is. When you tokenize it, when you go through the a CCIP-like platform, in theory, that would now become the place. that you, The DTCC becomes the issuer, but now CCIP takes care of figuring out where everything actually is. So you have, a, you have the actual issuer issue into the CCIP system, and then that is the canonical version. And you wouldn't actually be able to get the canonical version, anything except that unless it was a derivative. So could someone take the CCIP version of Apple stock and then like issue some derivative for some reason somewhere? I suppose they could, but now they're entering into another risk layer with bridging that thing as opposed to, you know, imagine like if you're creating a protocol today, you're creating a brand brand new blockchain today. If it was me and I was creating a blockchain, I was going to open up today. I just have it connect to CCIP immediately. Like, why would I even bother trying anything else? Because it just makes sense if all these assets are going to show up there. And does it, like, if I'm going to connect Axelar or some of these other things, do I get any additional benefits? The answer is no. Like, you get the max benefit of out of CCIP, and you have like the, the, all the liquidity that you and of the coins that you particularly need baked in. And the interesting thing about what they're doing with CCIP also is they're taking coins from that particular DAP. So, let's say you have a coin. Let's say your shade protocol and you want to have the shade protocol version of, you know, like shades in the CCIP ecosystem. You actually provide some of the shade tokens as, I guess, liquidity or something. And um, there is a system whereby, um, like, all of this works. And I don't know, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but, like, that's the idea. And so, like, once something like that exists, it's like, it's a Pandora's box where it's very hard to close it. It'd be like saying, I want to make a different internet. I don't want it to be on TCP IP. And you're like, wait, you're going to run a business on that. Like you don't have any of the network effects at that point. And so that's why I
5: think something like that would win if they're able to successfully implement quickly. Yeah, Doug, you go ahead. Yeah. So I was just saying like, actually I'm, um, so, but I'm my uh, this is just like the the doggy handle, like, but like my real handle is like Ash in the Wild. So I'm I'm Ash. Um, I'm actually hosting. Well, I'm modding a panel I actually at the DeFi Derivatives Summit, like by Panoptic on March the second, and it's about RWAs. You should come and ask that question to these people, because I think there's a bunch of like derivatives like uh, exchanges that are there and yeah this would be a perfect question for you to just come up there and then just be like dude like how do you plan on coordinating all this shit right like because all these like derivatives exchanges are like we would love to create these lever products around it but like we need someone to obviously on an infrastructure layer to like think about it i think it'd be a great question to put out for them you should come out there and do that bro
0: right now, like i'm i think what i'm waiting in bated breath really is to see if the 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 CCIP system creates what I want. And what I want ultimately is to be able to like quite literally just bot trade the volatility, you know, crypto versus commodities versus stocks, not have to have like a fucking firm to do it and be able to sort of like benefit from the yield and the volatility between the different assets um, and get a much better, like, Volatility yield than you would say, for example, owning an ETF of something or a mutual fund or something like that. So there's a lot of room to do stuff like this. Um, you know, it basically puts essentially what would be quant trader tools um, in the hands of just an average user. And what would happen, oddly, what would happen over time is, I think, is that markets are going to become even more correlated than they are now because of tools like this becoming more ubiquitous, which is going to be fascinating to watch. But anyway, because um, everyone's always looking for uncorrelated assets, right? Because if you have something that's going up and something else is going down, you ba- basically can make the benefit of selling that and buying this, right? And you just do that over and over again, basically. So like if you played on grid bot trading platforms, that's exactly what you do. But um, it becomes even easier when you have like, say, for example, you have a yield bearing Token, like for example, uh, let's say Apple stock, and you get your dividend from that thing. But instead of the Apple stock, you now and, and getting dividend in cash. Let's say someone provide creates a derivative of that, and it's Apple stock, but the the cash value goes back into just buying more Apple stock. So the derivative that you have uh, goes up in value, <clears throat> basically the same way a, a liquid staked um, token would go up in value. So you take your liquid liquid staked Apple stock, and then you take your, I don't know, uh, liquid staked um, Ethereum or something, and now you can like stuff them into a grid bot. And while you're holding both these tokens, you're both you're getting the benefit of not only the volatility yield of trading between the two, but you're also getting the yield baked into holding these things over the long run in terms of the dividends and everything else or the sticking yield. So this is sort of like where the magic ultimately goes in terms of capital efficiency and then what the end user is going to want is they're going to want lots of interesting uncorrelated assets to play with and um some of it's just straight up gambling like you know obviously in crypto like people just fucking around with their meme coins and whatever and that's great right like some people just love that volatility but um but then there's also like there's plenty of volatility especially if you add leverage in. so the thing is like if you have a imagine what i just said like a liquid baked um, a, a liquid, uh, yeah, sort of state uh, Apple stock, which is getting you the dividend yields. But on top of that, um, you can do a like 3x leverage perpetual of that. And you want to play the volatility of that versus the 3x leverage perpetual of an Atom token or something. Well, now you get really a lot of fun, right? So you can, you can do a lot of value extraction that way if you know what you're doing. And you don't have to be some kind of fucking genius quant trader either. Like It can just be done really easily. Um, but anyway, it's, but these are the products I want to see happen, but mm-hmm. I want to see them done in a way that's safe so that you're not getting fucked over by some bridge risk or some kind of other smart contract
5: chaos. Oh yeah. hundred percent agree. The- I think that we should be able to push the risk parameters around like these crazy, <laughs> like wild strategies, right? Um, it'd be insane to think about like my mom and dad who are like, oh yeah, you hold, you hold Apple too? I'm like, yeah, mom, I have I have Apple in an iron, corndor, iron condor with like Bonk and Doggy fi on the other end. <laughs> like, it'd be hilarious to like explain this to them and anyone else. But like, I agree, bro. Like, I think that like the infrastructure risks are something, that if it's eliminated from this whole process, it streamlines the ability for us to really like move liquidity very quickly, very fast. And everything can become like super hot liquidity, like super hot magma style liquidity, which can. And we get better markets, right? Like it's, a, it's, you can just really understand like, Hey, I want to port this over here and I want to create a strategy. And then you can have like a, a real kind of like aggregation of assets and like protocols that way, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, man, bro, you should really like, but you should come and ask that question to that panel. Like I am, I, it's an open invite for me to you. And if you need to get into the what summit, is, I'll hook you, I'll, I'll get you in a ticket. I'll be like, bro, he has the dopest okay. question here. What is the, what is the event? What is it? It's like, uh, it I be? pinged it to you on your message. It's the DeFi derivative summit. The uh, summit that's on like March the first at East Denver. Um, mm-hmm. It's like Panoptic is hosting. Oh, it. It's at East Denver. Okay.
0: Uh, what's that? Okay. I'm sorry. As said, East Denver, though. Okay, got it. Yeah.
5: What's the date of East Denver? By the way, how far that is that away? It's like, well, close, the right? hackathon, the build-a-thon, like, starts, like, next week, really, but, like, um, yeah, I think that the official co- conference is, like, twenty seven, twenty eight, or something like that, and goes to, like, the 3rd or the 4th, and then, like, you know, there's that break where people go skiing and brack and stuff like that, but, yeah, I think I'm just going to do twenty seven mm. to the 4th and I'm out i
0: I'm, I'm most definitely working during that time, so I definitely can't go anywhere, but I, I usually don't go to conferences and stuff, I usually stand on in the space for the most part, but... <laughs>
5: ah uh, okay
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i love for the- me nothing very, nothing very good comes about being not a non here it's like so I'm, I'm just sort of like i tend not to uh show my face but anyway oh yeah no i like <laughs> the
5: idea of like having to like just basically be like build shit and put it out there but like now with this thing considering it's like such a cross section of a cross section of a sliver of people that are like, you know, going to be like, dude, you're building on you're building on doge. It's like, who the fuck is going to give you money? So it's like, now we have to like basically legitimize ourselves. So I have to comb my hair and wear deodorant and like not wear flip-flops anymore and wear shoes and go out.
0: Speaking of doge, like what's your, um, so yeah, I mean, if you say you're building things related to it, like, um, what exactly is happening? Is this like a, a project that's like a, a separate chain adjacent to Doge or is this like a, what is it exactly you're doing? That, Dude, we're, what is it you're building? we're not building
5: on, on the side of Doge and this is why like we're kind of like slowly going slipping into insanity. We're literally building on Doge itself.
0: On Doge, okay. What, yeah. like, but what is the purpose of doing this? Like what's the described
5: so, like Doge. Here? So there's like some real problems there, right? So like Doge as you guys know like it's like a fork, right? It's like it's like kinds of fork of Bitcoin, Dogecoin is a fork of Litecoin, and it's like the ultimate joke, right? But the problem is it's like the technology, right. the technology implementation is still around like UTXO kind of systems. It's not like account-based systems. So as a result, right. uh, I'm sorry, bro. Like my, my fan is just kicking off on my laptop and it's like drowning you out. Were you gonna say something? Sound? You sound fine. No, I said, no, it's good. Cool. Oh, my bad, bro. I was just agreeing. Yeah yeah. Um yeah so it's like a UTXO based system right? So we don't get the privileges of like an account based system like on eth or something like that. So as a result like smart contracts are like fucking like nearly impossible, right? But what happened kind of like the super interesting over the last like 6 well like 8 months ago is like we had this meta protocol stuff that came out came about on bitcoin which is like talking about like brc20s and like kind of like hacking away like smart ways to try and think about allowing for like new token creation, fractionalization, like NFTs became a thing. And essentially that kind of implementation was like forked and deployed on Doge. The problem, however, is that like, you know, like you are you have less tooling than that you have on the meta protocol level for like Bitcoin. So like, you literally have to build the tools to like build the tools. So it's like, we have indexer problems where you have like reorgs all the time. You have wallet issues where like, you know, you want like a one click sign. Like if you're, all if y'all are complaining about Kepler and being like, oh, you know, like it's still kind of janky and you know, you have to click once I'm like, bro, like we're trying to, we spent like three weeks going fucking like crazy, trying to figure out how to avoid the dual click sign functionalities that are required for you to like build this
0: but like, Walk me through, like, why would your team want to build in that particular space? Just because it's like, do you you feel like it's just because it's, like, uncharted territory on the edge of the internet? And you're like, fuck it, let's go for it. There's probably going to be users there. And, like, what's your, like, who are you doing this for, exactly? Oh,
5: yeah, yeah yeah so, so it's a valid question yeah. right so we we originally came in and we wanted to do like something more serious like we wanted to build like an ml kind of company on bitcoin just like around structured data sets because there's no test nets on like bitcoin and any of these etxos places so like we thought like bro what if we could just create like a series of like set data sets so that like people who want to build DeFi and shit like that can like stru- test better rather than like asian-based modeling and like you know, like in, in like Monte Carlo modeling and stuff like that. But then we pivoted away once in the incubator. Then they were like, "Dude, like this is the first like ten checks you're gonna get is to like basically run your ML compute, which is gonna be insane." So they were like, "Think simpler." So, uh, we decided to like look at DEXs and we thought about like even Bitcoin, right? But and like the meta protocol stuff around like ordinals and like runes and stuff. But then they were like, "Dude, like what?" why don't you think about owning the entire value stack? Like, so build the DEX, build the borrow end, build like the derivatives and all that stuff. And one of the few places that it didn't have was Doge. It was the simplest kind of like nearby cousin to do this. And in terms of market and like customers, here's the other crazy thing about it, bro. It has like 11 billion in TVL in it, right? Which is fucking wild, firstly. And then on top of it, like this DRC20 implementation, right? Which was like originally fork of BRC20s that was dropped on there was like built. I think it like really went live in like November or December of 2023. And bro, it has 80 million in TVL and $500,000 in like 24-hour volume. Like that's insane. And it's just all like meme tokens yeah i no,
0: for sure like it just if you just look at the um you look at the amount of liquidity in dogecoin that that market cap is a realized real market cap it's not one of these fictional things there's a lot of liquidity in in depth in doge uh surprisingly um and that sort of partly happened because of just the gigantic popularity of doge's last run and um that liquidity is just largely sitting there in fact a lot of the folks who probably own Doge, probably forgot that they fucking even own it and have it in dust somewhere. And uh, like, it's actually like a really, like we ta- we've we talked about this all the last couple of weeks. It's like Doge is like an, an easy buy, um, even if you were speculating on it. And um, like we picked up some like what it's 75 cents or 70 cents or something like that recently. And um, it's just like an obvious chart as far as like upside. And now it's like back to like nine cents at the moment, I believe. But the point is, like, there's a the 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 downside risk there is relatively low in terms of like, you know, it's had downside price discovery for upwards of like a year and a half or something. So it's got a nice consolidated um, sort of market cap in a sense. And, um, you know, like, so, so that money that's sitting there is real at this point, as far as it's not like one of these like, you know, just random coins that just pumps and has a ridiculous market cap. This is like legit. Like market cap now, so when you build something on there is there is actual cash that can flow into your protocol from there. I, I can see that, because um, even if a small fraction were of a, you only have to have a small fraction of I don't know ten billion dollars show up, and you're doing quite well as a small protocol. I would imagine.
5: Yeah, it, it's kind of wild, right? So like, here's the other crazy thing about it. Like, so the many people, so. If you want to transact on the ordinal stuff, which is on Bitcoin, right? The problem is also like this, like, you know, the Sats per Byte is like insane, right? Because it's like based on Bitcoin. So it's like, dude, like a retail level participant, like to try and come in there and like buy a few NFTs, even though if they're like geeked out about it and like, you know, just like want to transact on buying some of these tokens is like, it's a lot harder for you to like get to. But on Doge, it's like so cheap right? It's like a hundred times cheaper to be exact. Like we did the math, like, it, dude, it's a hundred times cheaper to transact on there. And the other crazy thing course, is yeah. like, and you wouldn't believe this. I can't fucking Fast. figure this out too. It's like, bro, it it's one minute block times. So it's like, compared to like the block times in Bitcoin and you're trying to do like finality of transactions, it's like, dude, yeah, no way. Much faster.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's much faster. Um, yeah, it's funny too. Like, like if I was gambling, like, Mm, I'm much more likely to buy Doge now. In fact, I did than BTC. It's just a much more obvious like play, but yeah, it's faster and it's uh, it's cheaper to interact on too. So obviously, like, and it's like the baseline theory is it's geared towards kind of like memes and entertainment. So you know, the the people that are likely to use this thing are more likely to fuck around and find out when it comes to just playing on protocols and stuff, right? Because <laughs> it's like. Oh look, it's Chuck E. Cheese. Let's go play. Put some money in this skee ball machine.
4: Yeah.
0: Whereas, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, no, oh, look, I'm, I want to make the rat, giant rat dance. You know what I mean? Like, let's do it,
5: <laughs> dude. It's it's funny, right? Because it's like you, you know, I, I we wrote this. Um, I wrote this little thing about like um, like. Um, like the red queen thesis right i don't know if you guys have heard about that it's like this idea in evolutionary biology that like really you have to be constantly evolving and only by constantly evolving are you in fact really staying still right so that means that like you know if you're not like actively innovating and like trying to build stuff like you're really just falling behind you think that you're still being part of the zeitgeist moment that you are right now but no you're really falling behind right so like there's this like grouping of people like in doge just like a bit in bitcoin that are like dude like this sellies the chain and all that kind of stuff but like if you really think about it like exactly to your point bro it's like th- we can like build these fun kind of experiments and iterations on it and like there are some trade-offs right like the fact that like we i'm gr- getting way too many gray hairs at this age to like basically try and build all the fucking tooling with my co-founder to try and get this out there right <laughs> but like um it's kind of like fun because it's like, it, people don't expect to like, you know, you, you can do like crazy financial instruments on here and just like let people have fun because like, and then if you want to really lever up and like degen in and go like, you know, throw in a hundred K into it, like go ahead and do it, right? I'm guessing you're making a smart educational choice in your respective portfolio to do that. But like, if you can also get, get away with that with like a dollar or $2, which is also kind of fun to think about, right? Um and it's just, I don't know, I, I think it's like something that's a good thing that's meant to be, that's coming in the space, and it's just, it's just fun. It's just fun to be like one of those crazies that are like building out there. It's definitely raised a few eyebrows, and people are, many people are like, uh, I just want to just see the deck just to see how crazy you fuckers are.
0: <laughs> no, we're pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> like... <laughs> i think uh, so i'm a lot more than i am um i'm relatively conservative here in terms of like what i buy and how much and whatever but yeah there's definitely people that do some gen shit around here for sure um i've heard some mystical shit like there's gotta be legends written about some of the crazy shit people have done around here
5: yeah just some weird like
0: i don't know Dude, it's just it's so- you-
5: you know what you should do actually just for shits and giggles you should just basically get some of these legends and then inscribe it onto the blockchain like two I think 2 3 weeks ago we put doom onto the dogecoin chain
0: Doom the video game <laughs> Yeah bro it's like
4: forever inscribed on chain now You're talking about like
0: you got the open source code for Doom and then you you, you parked that on there or what
5: I mean Doom. Like, literally, the game Doom, like, including the code case, Uh is on Dogecoin, dude. It's, like, on the chain. Like, it's inscribed on the chain,
0: dude. It's inscribed on there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, with the memo function or something, or what? Like, yeah. how do you do do that?
5: It's, uh, so, with, like, the inscription stuff, right, you can basically put any kind of text data or, like, kind of, like, a file data onto the chain itself. It allows you to, like, kind of commit this and like you so like two weeks ago this is when it happened so it's like this like kind of like inside joke that like has been going around with all of the crazies on doge and on bitcoin about like all the wild shit that we're putting on there like we're putting even poetry on there just for shits and giggles it's i mean it's fucking off someone's fees but like it's still hilarious
0: interesting by the way i just saw some news come across that uh capital one is buying Discover Card the company the entire thing (laughs) it's interesting anyway just a side note i just saw it pop up on my notifications like huh talk about financial change that's kind of seems like a big deal but anyway yeah yeah good catching up do you have any like interesting like um, alpha in terms of like coins and things that haven't run but you think are kind of interesting stuff to to pick up we were we were talking earlier about just like Early off on different things and stuff. Yeah. Anything you're keeping your eye on in the market.
5: Um. So like, uh, uh, wait, are you asking me or uh, someone else? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, you, you, you. Like
5: oh, um, oh, by yeah. the way, I just dropped you a message on that Dogecoin th- on the doom on Dogecoin thing. So you can just play it. So it's hilarious. So if you guys just want to get a kick out of it, just go fucking do it. It's just wild. Um. Are you going to actually play it? What's yeah, dude, it's, uh, you can, you can literally play Doom. <laughs> d is for Dogenols. d is for doom on dogecoin bro now inscribed onto the doge blockchain forever so weird yeah it's wild dude like that's the whole thing like i feel like we're like it used to be when we were building on eth and cardano and stuff like that we were like the weird kids in this in the side of the sandbox now i feel like that's where all the cool kids are even cosmos it feels like that's where all the cool kids are now i'm just like in the short bus in the sandbox like in the side of the corner that's like you know and we're building on doge <laughs> so it's wild um i don't i'm pretty sure the cool kids are not in
0: cosmos <laughs> like most of us are absolute fucking dorks
5: yep like, dude, like, you know. <laughs> dude but you got babylon coming man that's so that's i'm super excited about ba- babylon for y'all yeah that looks
0: interesting yeah those guys are doing some interesting work
5: yeah, like I honestly, me and my co-founder were like, dude, like this would be a great place to try and deploy like a DeFi stack natively on like something like an Omni layer, right? So it's like just building your DeFi stack on layer zero, like you could just build it on Babylon and theoretically, you know, capture the flows for users between like Cosmos and like basically BTC, which would be pretty dope. So um, like that was super interesting we we thought about it but then we were just like no, we're like more degenerates let's just go build like let's get back on the short bus and let's go you know go have some fun a little bit um but uh personally i think like um oh actually okay this is my shameless shill. please give us a follow and please sign up for our test net this is what i request okay that's my only shill for it uh but uh i think interesting project wise um I think like more ai is like super interesting uh like that's a very interesting like kind of like decentralized ai project i don't know if you guys have heard about that it what's the ticker it's more.org it's the ticker's not even out yet like it's basically we put like a me and like a, actually like a few M-O-R-T. thousand M-O-R-T. people put in a bunch of like stake e to basically get this uh token going and it's like a legit project it's like a decentralized ai project in like People can um, contribute like data sets and like compute onto it or just like even build front ends and you get rewarded in the more token, which is then used to actually facilitate like compute on the network. So it's like, imagine like chat GPT, but decentralized and like, there's no censorship. That sounds just like Bostrom. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's actually a was, um, a cash like was there at this decentralized AI summit and like Greg did this like demo where he got like, Um, like a node like spun up on uh, Acash, like super freaking quick. And it was like, whoa, this is like dope. Um, But that's like the more.org or more AI was the one who's like basically hosted that AI day. So I would definitely check that out. That's really, really cool. Um, It's in that point right now where they're doing like liquidity bootstrapping. So we, I think like totally the community has like something like 70,000 staked ETH so far. So it's like another, I think like we go to like another like 70 or 80 days and then that's when the token emissions start. And then during this period of time, like on the side, like Mina and our buddy are going to try and get like a smart agent built out and then deploy that on there, too. And like so it's just like completely open and permissionless, much like the original like Bitcoin thesis, right? Like. No one knows who wrote the white paper. It just, like, literally fell in the laps of, like, Voorhees and David Johnson, and they were like, oh, shit, like, this is fucking dope. Like, let's build this. And then it just was built, and everyone, all of us just gathered around and, like, put that out there, which is pretty cool. I would definitely check it out if I were y'all.
4: Wait, did I rug? No, you were there. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 you're good
0: yeah, the uh, yeah the same thing. Like one of the pro- one of the projects that we love is like Zephyr Protocol, which is like really cool because it's basically like it's a Monero fork, and it um, it incorporates though a the, uh, an over collateralized stablecoin mechanism using DJED, um, which is that project on Cardano that has you know basically like a over collateralized stablecoin type of idea. And what's the interesting thing I was going to say that's related to what you were saying is that also anonymous team. Um, cause anything related to privacy, anything related to sort of mixing, et cetera, the tornado cash incident pretty much made sure that like, nobody's fucking doing anything like that anymore without being anonymous. Like that's just the reality of the world. And, uh, that's just what regulation gets you. People just tend to move to the darker corners of the internet. So I, I like being on kind of the dark corners to some extent, like like way off in the fringe. Like if it's popular, I'm like, fuck it. I'm out of here. Like, you know, like I've always been like that since I was a kid, like always fucking around on the edges, um, doing stuff that nobody, like, you know, when people were first like doing like BBS boards and stuff, I don't know if you were around that long, but like before the internet and we were on modems and shit, like (laughs) I used to play around on that stuff and, you know, like all the different little, uh, like little mini boards. And that's where you get all your pirated shit from and whatever, So like you know, at each. And then there was like, remember those IRC chat and stuff. And like, like, you know, all sorts of fun shit. So yeah, any, anywhere like the interesting new shit's happening, I like to sort of have my, like one of my fingers in that area somehow. It just makes me feel alive and, you know, fucking like whatever. <laughs> like always, because like, you're learning something new at all times at that point. But yeah. Yeah. These I, interesting I, anonymous protocols. I, I think like there is something to, to me, there's a purity to like a protocol that simply works. It works forever. And it's by and large immutable. And I think it's even more interesting where, like, because this is a privacy chain, it's even more interesting that you have no idea where the team is selling, whether, like, you know, fucking, like, like, you have no idea what the allocations are at that moment. It just doesn't matter. It's just there's no FUD because there's nothing to actually look at. Um, and that's an interesting sort of model as well. But it's something to like peek at for a minute if you have a second, because it's, it's super interesting. Um and um I think it's extremely useful, by the way. Like and and I don't say that easily. Um but uh very, very interesting stuff. I, I like this like anonymous friend shit. It's like if, if they weren't anonymous, I wouldn't be buying this fucking thing. It's that simple. Like if they were because I don't really want some founder or whatever who's gonna get in trouble and then it causes issues with the chain or something like that, or or causes like price action related to something yeah. that happens to founders. So I don't I kind of like that. What's it called again? Uh, sort of like more anonymous friendship. Strange, but
5: anyway, <clears throat> what was it called again? I'm sorry.
0: Um. Anyway, uh, Phil, have you noticed anything else new that you bought recently?
4: Um. Not really. Just that bathroom pump was pretty cool. Can you hear me, Phil? Yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> Seems like he's hello? trying to talk, but hello. I don't hear anything coming out of his mic, dude. We can hear you,
0: dog. You can hear. Him?
5: Yeah, uh, I I heard him. Can I hear you? I mean, can I hear you? I mean, I can Here's hear me. you.
0: Is it my problem? Is it me that can't hear anybody?
5: No, no, no. We can hear you. I just think you can't hear us,
0: guys. Give me a thumbs up if everyone can hear me. <laughs>
4: I can't tell. Okay, you got. It. Okay. Oh, Phil's coming back. Phil, you there? Okay. Now I
0: get something it's new except uh, the Bostrom pump is pretty cool. And uh say NFTs are popping off if anyone is doing the JPEG thing. Say NFTs. Say, okay. say NFTs, like on say network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um okay. Hmm. It like I don't know why, but like I've never been able to really like wrap my head around bothering with figuring out what the price of nfts are and like buying it's it. like impossible you just it's buy a bunch bad. and you hope some go up to be honest <laughs> yeah well I, I figured that but i mean at the same time it's like i guess if you're early enough it doesn't matter yeah. you can Just
2: that's why i'm doing it here is because it's it's like really like the ground floor on an nft scene so this is where it's like okay like i'll waste some time and buy
0: some stuff to just hold for a while here i don't normally
4: do this mm-hmm. Um, let's
0: see here. Oh, um, I'm glad cause someone is, um, getting me, uh, I'm doing an OTC, OTC deal, uh Phil for like some ZRS tokens. <laughs> oh, no fair. Uh, someone needed to sell some and I'm like, fuck, I'm in, um, he needed to sell some. So I'm like, uh, going to send him some Zeph and then he's going to send me back some so what ZRS. What did they so. yield like on him? Um, it's really good. It's like um I think it's like twenty-five percent or something obscene. Cause like if you look at the conversion ratio between Zeph to ZRS, like Zeph's been out how long now? Like since maybe summer, right? So not even a year. And the let me tell you here, the the price difference between one second, let me put my little password thing in here. I've got to open my wallet to do this. Um so, ZRS is volatile or is it a pegged value with interest? It's, yeah, it's pegged to Zeph, okay. but with the interest baked okay. in. It's basically like a quasi liquid staked token, essentially, gotcha. right?
2: So, you still, get, you still um, get the price appreciation of Zeph
4: with it. Yes. Okay, cool. And
0: you can easily, what is going on here? Um, Yeah, so let me actually pull up on the site here. Yeah, so on network.zephyrprotocol.com, the ZRS rate right now is 1.26 ZEF. So this hasn't been even open a year, and you're already at 26%. Oh, wow, yeah. So it's very high. Do you know, is it the swap fees that are paying the interest, or where does the interest come from? Um
4: maybe maybe it's the 4% fee to swap to stable
0: for um yeah it's it's all it's some fraction of the fees and also any of the other swaps and things i guess i don't know so if it's, it's like transfer it's like fees real like that's what i'm, I'm curious if it's if one,
4: it's I mean, real can't. yield
0: yeah it's real yield it's not some kind of like uh emission right. or some kind no it's real yield which is kind of cool yeah that is cool that's why everyone's always get some um, um, let's see if I can send him some now to like, so I'm sending him some Zephyr and he's going to send me the Zeros back. It's, it's someone I know. So it's like, I feel reasonably safe doing this. You know, an, OT, an say, OTC anyway. app
2: like totally makes sense for this actually, when you think about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it, it does. Um, well, let me try to make this work here. Oh, it's just loading on my wallet. Anyway, yeah, it's it's um, it's um, pretty cool. No, because the last time I tried to swap for it, I could only get nine ZRS tokens. That's it. Like It was pretty so pathetic. So it told you like, like there are only nine available or like how did that work? No, because so what happens is remember when the, the collateralization ratio of Zephyr, of, of the ZSD drops below 800%, that's when the window opens and people can convert their Zeph to ZRS and, the thing is, like when did that happen? It was when Zeph was like close to ten bucks. remember that? And everyone was just fucking spamming the thing, and the the time the windows open was like at like two a m my time, so it's like, shit, like I'm not staying up you know all day and all night to watch and see when the window opens. That's the problem. So if like let's say, for example, a lot of zeph i'm sorry z s. d gets minted today, then what you'll see is the the collateralization ratio fall. But right now the collateralization ratio for the Zef stable dollars 2100 percent So it's you you can't mint any ZRS right now. That's the deal. So it's only at those moments that it drops. And when it does, man, it's fucking popular because the yield is so high. What the right? f is right? like, <laughs> like, so, see, you right? had to do like a, a market swap to get it, or how did you how do you get it? Yeah, you can go you can go into the in your wallet, you know, you have that swap function. You just go to your Zephyr like you know you, you go to like yeah you hit zeph on the top you hit amounts you want to convert and you convert it to zrs and you and did, you did got, like it like down happen. to nine or how did you end up at nine like did it i got nine because it like yeah like i just had to keep pushing buttons and okay, i had to yeah. like. the funny thing is if i if i put too much the problem is is that the collateralization ratio changes as right, you buy. Right. Right. So the problem is you are creating your own slippage. You just had to like come down in size until you got it. I had to just spam. Yeah, yeah I just spam a certain amount. until I got some <laughs> Okay, by That's some probably not an now, ideal mechanism for it. It's just hilarious. It'd yeah. be nice if you could like great. place a limit order or something, you know, like if it hits it by 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't do that. That's the funny part. So I just I just kept spamming the fucking thing. It's just hilarious. Um, like I was just I was I was like, why am I doing this? Like why am I sitting here like at 1 a.m. trying to spam this fucking I feel like an idiot. <laughs> that would really be a good friend. Uh, it was helpful. But it was helpful to go through the process because I realized how popular um that ZRS was. Right. And so that's how I knew that like the price of Zeph was not gonna fall very much more because like the 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 first thing is like some people are buying Zeph to convert to this. And the other reason is because um like like th- there's no sell pressure because the people aren't wanting to sell. They want to convert to ZRS at this point if you're a whale or something. Yeah, it's like a, it's so, like like a floor in it. a sense. It's kind of a floor in a way. I don't know if it's going to stay that way, but it's felt like a floor to me. When it, and it goes, and goes to zero, it'll fail. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it explodes and goes zero. Um, I need to send this guy some of this real quick. One sec. Um, that would be a really cool front end to build as just a, a way to put a limit order.
4: Yeah, he's like, he calculated. Wouldn't that be that year. complicated. Mm, let see here.
0: I haven't sent anyone any Zeph yet. I actually I did. I sent some to uh, Zintani that one time <laughs> <laughs> to kind of. I sent her some and then she bought a whole bunch more. It's kind of funny. Um. What are the transaction fees? Let's see here. So I'm sending um, him. Um, 378 ZF, um, and he's going to send me back uh, 300 ZRS for that. So he gave me the conversion or whatever. And let's see what it costs me here on this. Um, so the the way transfers work on the RandomX protocol it's the same as Monero, is that um, yeah transfer confirmation. Final transfer fee was Uh, 0.004, so very, very low. Um, Oh, and you have to accept the 20-minute unlock time. And um, yeah, the fee is very minimal um, for the transfer fees. And there's a 20-minute unlock time on this protocol, so just be aware that if you're sending something. And the reason for that is because the way the ring signature system works, the anonymization of your data is partly because this thing does it over a period of time. So anyway, that's like 9,800 bucks worth of, uh, that I'm sending him.
4: And then he's going to send me this back as ZRS,
0: which is cool. Um, so yeah, if he has any more to send me later, later on just do the same thing again, but yeah, like basically if you're planning on holding anyway, long-term, if you can have ZRS, it's awesome. Cause the yield is so damn high. Like, uh, so like over a year, you'd expect like my uh, to really be probably 25% or more. And remember, like a lot of these transaction fees were accrued while the price was much lower. And um, the the amount of users was much lower. So it may actually be quite lucrative over the next year as it gets busy. Is it possible to have it. Zeph on, on Kujira or something? Um i'm not sure well they'd have to be a bridge issuer right, right. That's yeah the that's the issue because it would be really cool to have uh csd and zeph on fusion on the otc app or something yeah but it becomes just an issuance issue and like who does this. this is why like i was saying ccip like if i was going to build this from scratch today it would be like incorporate ccip in it because then you know then all you'd have to do is um uh you know kujira could add it and then boom now you have the access to it no problem and it's a canonical asset too at that point yeah wrapping wrapping a privacy coin might get weird yeah well there's that well the thing is it's not so much you know it's private it's public once you leave the privacy layer but here's the thing let's say i made a kujira wallet that was fresh it's still private right at the end of the day (laughs) like in a way So it's it's like at least identity private. It's not. Yeah, if you're smart enough not to send it to your main wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing is, like, the privacy layer does help a lot in terms of. Um, so let me tell him I sent it.
6: Going back to CCIP, wouldn't that be um, a, a a failure point, though? Like, when, couldn't the government just go to Chainlink and be like, turn that shit off for, for Zeph and then everything dies?
0: Yeah, like if everything ran on Chainlink, yeah, that would be for sure. Um, no, because the, because the node networks are decentralized. They're not custodial in that sense. So anyone can issue anything theoretically. You just have to incorporate the protocol. So I, I think it's censorship resistant largely. I'm not hundred percent sure exactly. But like it yeah, lays on link the itself
6: better. on a proof of stake. Like, isn't it on like a um, Ethereum type system or something or. Mm, what is like the
0: link, like the CCIP, like the whole, the whole like uh, link system. Um, No, it's not on Ethereum. Only the coin link is on Ethereum, but not the, I think that's where the tokens issue. That's got it. it. Okay. Well, then that makes the it better. Cause I was gonna say if,
6: if, 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 you think they would just go after, they could just kill it.
0: You same with Deep. No, but that's the whole point. Like they have to make it unkillable. Otherwise how can you like load the stock market onto it or something, right? So yeah, there's, you can't just like, cause you break composability. If you break something like that, it'd be like, you know, I don't know, arbitrarily blocking the internet or something. Yeah, I guess they do that now, but like I don't know. I'm not. Sh- yeah, I'm not sure how the. Yeah, like what kind of regulatory attack surface then there they is. they could say list.
2: like if you're using chain like say they like this is totally speculative but like say they villainize chain link yeah. they could say like any <laughs> any app using chain link is not you know, allowed in X places or
0: something, but that's the same with anything. I'm just picturing, I'm just picturing Sergey and Doe <laughs> Exactly. Sell, sell in Moldevi. Oh man, they would, they would come like, up with know. some good apps if they got locked up together. That'd be, that'd be bullish. <laughs> like what? Or something. Yeah, that'd be bullish. Yeah.
6: Link's been pretty safe though. They haven't really messed with Sergey at all. Like in any of the lawsuits or anything, like they haven't named them yeah. once.
2: And there's the like ETF thing, like that's a rumor.
0: So I think they, yeah. they, they have some in, well, doesn't uh th- doesn't Grayscale
6: have one of their things with them with Link? Yeah, and it's trading at like ten X NAV or something. Yeah. So I would think they're an ETF container. More I was than actually ETH wondering, parking. like,
0: maybe maybe the alpha plays like don't buy ETH for the ETF by Link because like everyone's already looking at ETH for the for which for like for, 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 yeah, for like, like all ETFs. It's you know, Link is probably like the second yeah. in line. You know. I don't know about that. The the thing the, the the question about Link getting an ETF would be the concern would be it is like there's a lot of team token and not only is their team token but there's What similar. if they just IPO'd or something though? You know? Yeah, but yeah, but then you'd have a whole nother asset. It'd be a stock yeah. asset. But I think the thing is I yeah, I think the legitimate concern about ETF for Link would be Um, If they allow ETF for link, then that means you'd allow ETF for a lot of things at that point.
2: That's kind of like why people are wondering if the floodgates will open. This is also why I think it's
0: going to be like years until we see any any proof of stake ETF or anything. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Bitcoin is just a lot different. Like for them to allow that makes sense. But to allow like proof of stake networks that have, I mean, essentially like they have some sort of centralized governing body. They're not going to put that in ETF
6: well and who gets to keep the yield with the etf right. like takes it right like
0: well and that's, that's the other thing that, the only thing that would make sense like no one would use it if it wasn't staked so the only reason it would make sense is if it could be a staked asset and that's going to be even further off
6: like bitcoin was way simpler with it not having a yield
4: to make an etf out of it hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: As usual, uh, uh, Sergei's dumping on us. So that's like the link is 1963 now. So if anyone wants some, it's a little bit cheaper. They the do moment. make money on those pumps. I guess they do. Okay, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. For them to be up. well-funded. I'm not actually complaining. Yeah. I'm not complaining too much about it. I'm just saying like it actually creates opportunity to pick up some theoretically. Um, if like so that's a that's a plus side for some people, although it's a negative in terms of price velocity, maybe. But. Yeah, I have enough, so that's they can stop that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably fine. Um but anyway, let's see. Anything else interesting happening today? Um hmm. trying to see if like everything like BTC pulled back a little bit, so everything kind of like took a little bit of a dip. So, I every mean, did you buy the seventy nine fifty as well? The,
4: or
6: the yeah chip the chip, chain? uh yeah you bought that one and the seventy nine hundred right which one did you like the the better between the two, um I bought, so
0: the, I think for the well so since the motherboard and all the other crap that you buy is basically the same, yeah for both chips yep. um I think it's better to get the seventy nine fifty. It's like when you include, when you include the entire hash rate of the chip and you look at the total cost, which the imagine the fixed costs are your motherboard and your memory. And yeah, player, yeah, right? yeah. It's the exact same. Everything else is way. just a chip. So, it, so yeah, it makes, uh, uh, yeah. It, so yeah, it makes more sense to sort of like get the more expensive when I think it's like but 30 extra
6: know. bucks right now. That's why I was getting ready to like buy another rig.
0: Is that it? The 7950 is only 30x. I think right
6: now I, th- I thought I saw it and I was looking at it last night, so it could have already sold on Amazon, but I thought I saw it for 410 for the 7950X.
0: Hmm, really?
6: But like, yeah, and then like uh, the 7900X was 387. Like prices have definitely come down from around Christmas time when they're, you know, $400 and 450 or
0: whatever. No shit. Let me look. Um, is there any like better chip now, or is that like no? That's the best the ones. ones. I know
6: that AMD is getting ready to launch the eight thousand series. They launched the eight eighty seven hundred G and the eighty five hundred G. Like the it's just the little uh, consumer like six to eight core with with the built
0: in um, GPU in the in the in what we're what we're talking about. In case anyone's not following me, is we're about mining. Yeah, about mining. Effort, effort. So that's what it's a CPU mined coin. So like I started out with the AMD seven. 7900, and then the second one I built was this AMD 7950 version. I'd I'd recommend the 7950, basically DDR5 RAM with 6000 megahertz. That's what I was going to get to. And then you'd want to basically get not there's three tiers of motherboard usually, like a low, mid, and high tier on the AMD five motherboards, and you'd want to get the mid tier one, whatever that is, because the lowest ones. The lowest ones don't have like proper, like overclocking fucking bios. So you're just basically wasting money that you want the mid. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's a like B650 like the,
6: or that you can get an X670. Yeah. Would be that's overkill. though. You don't need that. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. probably buy a game here, like a riggedy
0: game on as well. So that's I'm looking at an X670 motherboard. Yeah, let me look at the Ryzen 7950 on Amazon here now. I'm curious. So it's the 7950X is what it's called. And um, I'm seeing it for like five fifty here, which is like, I think what I paid for it. I think. Um, I, don't, I don't see it for cheaper unless you saw it somewhere. Like I said, it was last night. It could have already sold. Okay. Maybe there was some singular one. Yeah, I don't
6: know.
4: It wasn't
0: Maybe.
6: Prime. I know that because it was saying that it wasn't going to get here until like the 26th. It, wasn't, I, it was it wasn't open box or something. I don't know. I didn't maybe. look at it for too long. I just saw the price and was like, "Okay, I'm going to start thinking
0: about that and, you know, mentally checked off to put it on my to-do list." So the I didn't calculate exactly how much money I spent on these two rigs, but like definitely both of them combined were less than 2000. I think maybe it was I don't know. Let's say it's I don't know, 1600 or something like that, just on average between the two. I'm just guessing. It's something like that. I made some mistakes in buying some shit. I should How much hash around. did you get on the 7950? 7950, I'm running at, um, actually, let me tell you. Um, it's, one second. Um, I boot, hold up a second. You gotta be in the 20s, right? I, I haven't looked at this in a while, so I didn't pay attention. Yeah, it's like 22, 23,000 hash, okay. something like that. Cool, cool yeah it's pretty good and then the other one was doing like maybe sixteen thousand hash or something like that is is the other one um is the 7900
6: are you still
4: oh, using that old mind.
0: motherboard though the one that you can't overclock on i am yes i didn't change it i felt like you know why bother at this yeah point? uh because if i'm gonna buy something else i might as well just buy one whole another rig why mess around swapping shit around so i didn't bother but yeah the um the let me look here real quick it's um you could always buy a cheap ass 3900x and throw on that oh their motherboard yeah I, I, i'm wondering about maybe getting another rig so i was going to point out real quick um i was going to pull up the stats on how much zephyr i mine for people in case they care um it's pretty effective in terms of the price of zephyr uh at this point and the reward rate with the current um setup it's quite good so let me pull it up here personal that was v
6: v shape i was thinking of someone that was talking about holding it long term because that's what mining is for is if you're going to mine you know 10 coins hold it for a couple years when that's worth 400 to two thousand dollars or whatever it's going to be
0: yeah this is this wallet i'm just not going to touch it at all um and just let it ride to Pretty much the end of time, or something, and just sort of, you know, you're, this is like I'm going to pull this at Satoshi again on this one and just kind of let it ride. <laughs> like, you know, like just see what happens. So let's see here. um Let me pull up the. um Bill, are you mining it at all? One second. Um, I was just.
4: No, my laptop would explode.
6: Hey, you have an Apple laptop, huh?
0: No, I have like a Microsoft Surface or whatever. It's not expensive. Oh, okay, I need to upgrade So, badly. So, so, so far, I, when did I start? Did I start end of uh, November? I think last week of November, maybe, right? I think so. Yeah. it was um, like November, I December. Mind 11.2 so far. So let's say that was December, January. And it
6: should tell January. you on your little calculator. If you scroll down on your, on the Monero ocean or whatever you're using. Oh, uh-huh. if uh-huh. if you scroll down, it'll tell you what you make per day, per week and per month. You just have to look at it when the hash rate is because it, it bounces around. The hash rate goes up and down based on like what you're how it's mining. Oh,
0: right, right, right. So just yeah, if you I'm look sure at that. like
6: your average, like if it's, you know, four if you're if you're averaging like 30 between the two of them, just look, wait for when it's 30 and then you can look at what the.
0: I'm the, averaging about like five ZEF a month approximately. So oh, that's really good. That's pretty deep with these with these two rigs. So, oh, you mean combined. That's still good, but. But you don't mean. Yeah. It. So that's, so that's 130 bucks a month at current price. Yeah, that's I believe. Really good. And then, you know, if you sort of like, say, let's say it runs for 12 months and Zephyr is at least at this price I've paid off my two computer rigs in, in one year. That's really good. You're doing better than helium mining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, Zeph mining is, it makes perfect sense. I mean, the, especially if you're this early, I don't know if it's going to be this straightforward, like two years from now or what, but, Currently, it'll pay for my computer at least in a year. Now, the power requirements of this is basically nominal, and I get the indirect effect of it's warming in my house anyway, so I'm not really wasting any power at this moment. That's the other reason I'm not going to do it is because I live in a warm climate, and it just wouldn't make sense for like nine months out of the year. (laughs) Yeah, probably not.
6: When uh, when when this was a lot greener and not a lot of people were on the network, used to be able to mine what's called solo where you're actually trying to find the block. And because right now we're doing what's called PPS or paper share, where it's just a big group of miners that are finding whoever finds a block. They just distribute it amongst everybody equally. But when you're mining solo, you get to keep the entire block reward. And so you could go, you know, five minutes and get lucky or five months, but the more hash rate you have, the more quicker you you get to mine. But anyways, you would, when you find a a block of Zeph, you would get 14.9 Zeph per block. When I was mining solo, I hit like three blocks one time in a row. So the, those are the good old days. But the reason why I brought that up that's is fun. that um when 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 zeph gets either old to mine, or if you want to mine something else, if you if there's another chain, that's what you want to do when they're new, is jump on them before everybody else does, and then solo mine it. A little alpha yeah, for yeah. you. Oh, solo mine it. Yeah. Okay, got it. Solo is so the same thing. Get... You just put solo in front. Of, like you have to look at how the instructions are on whatever you're using. Sometimes you can you can get your own node. Where like you get the node for the blockchain and you mine straight to the node. Other times you can mine. You can use a service like Monero Ocean, like we are right now. And then for there, then you just to follow the instructions where you just put solo in front of your address and then they solo mine it. Which I don't suggest you do anymore because once the hash rate goes so high, like it is right now, you you won't find blocks. T- it takes months before you find one.
0: Yep, maybe a year. The um, oh, I got my uh my zrs i'm zrs rich now i have 308.93 now <laughs> so i had my 8.9 before and now he sent me another 300 so i'm good pretty sweet um
4: but yeah i i, I, I bought way more zef than i am ever
0: going to make on mining it let's put it that way <laughs> Yeah, like if people are wondering, it's definitely at this point, if you were to say, is it more straightforward to buy the coin or is it more straightforward to mine it? I would say it's definitely um to just simply buy it at this price level. Um, if it was me. But at the same time, I sort of mined it just partly just to secure the network, partly for fun, partly to make the network difficulty higher for everybody else, so that I can um I'll hoddle my coins, right? So it won't create any selling pressure. And it's sort of like and it's just fun, kind of like. Watching the hash rate, understanding how it works, it helps you understand the mechanics of how the rest of the people in the network are going to play the game. And you know, if I pay for a couple of computers along the way for, and get them for free, essentially, that's cool too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if Zephyr is more like, uh, let's say, I don't know, four hundred bucks, one billion market cap. Just think about the fact that like m- the eleven Zephyr that I just mined over a couple months, we're talking about that being worth more like forty-four hundred bucks. That's with so the impact of this is much higher, obviously, at much higher coin prices, so my you know, and if we're at like let's say I'm mining let's say a hundred over the course of this coming year, then that means that like at four hundred dollars that's forty grand for the price of two computers, so that's the concept of speculative mining is that you are expecting the coin price to be much higher and uh than the cost of not only your mining, but you got in so early to the thing, it doesn't matter what the cost of your hardware is. So I'm not sitting there calculating the price of my electricity and shit. Like That's not the point. Like that's all nominal cost compared to the theoretical future value. Of-
6: yeah. In fact, those guys, out uh, remember that guy we had on the uh, spaces a few weeks ago or several weeks ago? That was, he was like a big miner, big company miner. <laughs> yeah. He was selling for and-
1: electricity. Yeah.
6: yeah. That's the thing is that if you watch the electricity and you treat it like that, like, you end up selling coins for pennies or whatever and then you could watch the coin pump and be sad but like legitimately
0: he like he probably was just mining whatever was available and he probably wasn't paying attention to that's it. what he
6: said he said that he was he saw that it was just profitable and was just mining it and selling it as he was mining it and by the time it started pumping he, did, he didn't have any
0: coins to toddle yeah which is which is a little bit weird i mean i guess i can understand it from the perspective of like mining business like you've got to make ends meet and you need to sort of be profitable consistently i get it but at the same time um and you know realistically also up like how many proof of work chains like don't do well in terms of price action long term?
6: they all pump like if you're if that's the i think what the difference between a a, like savvy miner and one that's more like newer and i'm not saying he's new maybe he just doesn't know any better but most yeah. of the most of the ones that i that i've talked to are like if you watch the guys on youtube that's been around for several years you'll catch you'll see them drop little nuggets like this but what what most of the time you do is you just you you, you mine coins you you get a bag and you wait for it to pump and then you sell like that's just like you just like buying the coin it's the same game but you just keep mining a bunch of coins and eventually it's going to pump you know you'll get an exit pump at some point
0: yeah and if you've already paid for the computer hardware and the opportunity cost is not high in terms of other shit you could mine anyway exactly you're and, just
6: saying that's what, that's what those guys do is they jump around a lot like i haven't i'm, I'm still mining stuff and i'm not going to jump around but a lot of people
0: jump to new coins all the time and just mine all right. the new ones hmm. yeah i think it's in- interesting that when you when you mine it and you have a privacy coin in particular um i guess you mine any coin it's private technically <laughs> but uh with zephyr it's mined and private which is interesting
6: yeah that's the idea of mining bitcoin too like people would say why do you want to you know why would you mine it versus buy it it's the same same thing is that if you mine it it's off the grid all you're doing is paying
0: for electricity at that point yeah you're, you're paying an electricity for being off grid yeah but even then, most people that are gonna do that are probably gonna mess
6: up at some point where they're gonna use an IP, like a public IP somewhere and, you know, send it to their exchange wallet or something where they're gonna dox themselves anyway. Like it's so hard to, without using privacy chain, it's so hard to stay anonymous.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, he was saying this, yeah, the ZRS. Um, the guy I sent this to is like, yeah, the ZRS yield has been insane. Uh, biggest golden it's been the gold biggest golden goose money printer it just sucks that i have no job right now so i've been trying to do some other shit anyway he had to like he had to sell me some just pay some bills and stuff so when it first dropped it was at 0.5
4: what was the The
6: multiplier
0: okay yeah oh really 0.5 and now it's at 1.25 that's a gigantic 1.2 i thought it it, it went from one to 1.2 1.2 no minutes. no yeah no
6: it's just it launched at 0. 0.5 so people that first jumped bought in they got two for one
0: oh wow shit no kidding
6: yeah it was it was uh so i didn't get a chance it was like i don't want to dox myself with time zones but it, for me it was in the middle of the night like literally and i just mm-hmm. passed out on the couch and didn't set an alarm and woke up and looked
0: at the history and it had only lasted like 10 minutes that's funny no yeah, the, the like you pretty much have to be in really, really early discord groups and stuff to know all this sort of alpha for these things. There's just no other way. And, you know, that's time. I'm definitely not willing to commit. I just don't enjoy doing that nonstop. Like, I don't know. Do you like to go into all these discord groups and figure this out or what? Like, no,
6: what do do? it gets tiring. And there's it's if you're not very savvy, too, you can get find yourself in precarious situations like talking to the wrong people find yourself oh, the discord yeah. server the
0: the the help the help ticket servers are funny those are the ones that scam everybody <laughs> yeah yeah well i i mean assuming you're you, you you've been around discord long enough not to be scammed by stupid shit yeah. Uh, yeah yeah but yeah but once you're starting to trade with people in chat rooms otc and stuff and you don't really know anything about them or you've never interacted with them that gets dicey fast
6: yeah you know who's big into that is um uh, you don't know him, but it's, it's a, it's a guy that's in my discord server, but they did all that with, with Carlson and Uh pyre and all those where they were doing OTC, which I don't, I mean, I would do it if you know the party, but how do you get to know somebody like that? You know, that's weird.
0: I guess guess you really off the cliff at some point with them. Yeah. And there's no swapping wallets for these things either where, you know, how, like in a video game, you know, I want to trade my sword and you want to give me 500 gold. We both click accept after the sword and the gold. Yeah, I go to like an
6: escrow wallet. And the, escrow, there, yeah. yeah. I had um, like in when 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 I was a minor group for Kadena, we we had a guy that was a trusted escrow person where he at one point had like over five hundred thousand dollars in money and like left, you know, like stole it. So like it's even those people that, you know, you never know
0: when they're just going to walk away. Even the, even the escrows can be ghetto. Yeah if the amount gets big enough they're like fuck it yeah that guy
6: ended up taking all like he had it all i guess on kucoin (laughs) and he ended up like buying a bunch of crypto and it like went to zero pretty much and then he made an excuse about he lost his phone and yada 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 but
0: oh yeah there's always an excuse um oh by the way you had mentioned um a coin earlier um i think it was you that mentioned it it was um xrt right
6: xrt no well I, I mentioned a coin on twitter or an x about it was emc edge
0: um edge oh, emc yeah someone else said something about xrt something called robonomics and how it might be an interesting related to this ai narrative thing it's like an internet of things type of you know whatever coin but it's actually on kraken which was interesting i don't know if it's oh that is interesting what's it called xrt XRT Robonomics first open source platform, internet of things applications powered by Ethan poker dot, which you can use to connect your robot as a service for end users or digital markets. No idea how that shit works, but the point is like, it's just one of these kind of narrative play type of things. And I believe it's market cap was like minuscule. It's like, let me pull it up here. It is, um, the Robonomics network sounds like some nonsense, but, um, yeah, it uh has been around a bit since like twenty twenty one and it had prices in the 70 bucks range or more. Um I don't know where the top probably was. got a lot of bag holders in, right? Um it's probably got some, but the thing is like there's a good chance nobody even remembers this coin anymore. Um but anyway, uh it has like a market cap of 13 mil, FDV of 72 mil, apparently. Um, and trading volume in 24 hours has been about 3.2 that's a lot actually um so there's definitely some coins changing hands here at these levels and um it's like it's up a bit so it's got it's first sort of it's gotten it's like first second pump of the season it had a little bit in february um where it went about this price and now it's back to that so it's basically retesting a high from january let's put it that way so it chart looks fine. I was like, huh, this is interesting. So I put it on my um, watch list on Kraken, thinking that maybe I'll get some. Um, contract is on Ethereum, so it's a ETH-based coin. It could be pure bullshit. I'm not really sure. I have like, <laughs> no idea. Someone mentioned it. Hey, you might want to look at this. It's like the price is low, and maybe it will pump purely on AI, AI narrative kind of bullshit. Um, But yeah, I don't know how. Don't know the first thing about this thing. To be I Bruce I would have uh, but you know the thing is, if Kraken listed it though, it's probably not pure nonsense, and it's ranked like eleven hundred and sixty-eight in terms of market cap rank.
6: Yeah, that's uh, that makes sense to them being around from twenty twenty-one with them being on Kraken.
0: Yeah, they they've been around since tw- this has been around since twenty nineteen. Actually, oh really? So it's a, it's it's been a it's been a bit, yeah. So it hasn't gone as like how much of the supply is out. Um, It's the it says um, circulating supply one point one million seven hundred thousand total supply nine million two hundred. So I don't even know where the fucking rest of it is. Like I have no idea what's going you know, on with this thing
4: because
0: that's a lot of supply considering how long this. Yeah,
6: lasts.
0: maybe it's like a Bitcoin where it's like a hundred years or something. But it, again, it's like where is this available? It's on I believe.
6: Man, it went up
4: 75 uh, percent in
0: one day yeah so it's probably relatively illiquid and
6: and that was after uh, it, was, it was actually it went up more stuff because it was up to nine bucks or ten bucks
0: hmm. it's dropped back down now to like 784 but the thing is it's uh Shit, it was... on uniswap it's on kraken and polkaswap that's it
4: yeah i can say so probably illiquid. relatively
0: Yeah, probably relatively illiquid, but Kraken usually solves that problem if you use it. Like, you you won't have problems with liquidity there.
4: Did you see what
6: the
0: all-time low is? um, The all-time low, it is. It's
6: uh, eight zeros
4: and
6: then three nine nine nine. Yeah. I get the total. I look like. Of course. Nineteen hundred ninety six thousand X percent or something. Like, it's crazy
0: funny um i'm looking to see uh yeah when was it that uh long?
6: that was three years ago it says um this is from coin deco i don't know if it's got the full history
0: yeah it's been down as low as like six cents and some other numbers yeah i, I don't know i didn't see the one you were talking about but the, i didn't see that low
6: it could be a, I mean, just a bad low
0: oh yeah it could just be a bad like point bad stat or something i don't know it could be a bad stat. It says yeah, 0.0. 08 Sometimes it's like right? one scam wick and they mark that as a low. Yeah, it says it says point 0. zero with a subscript eight. I think what that, is that means Fucked eight zeros.
6: Like A E, like that. I think that's what that
0: means. Oh, okay, okay. That's, <laughs> that's why I said 8 0. <laughs> I wonder what that meant.
4: <laughs> Someone
6: put
0: in that's a penny a and money. made
1: a million dollars.
0: From the all-time low we're up you know i can't even tell 100. how much that was it's like 19... 96 quintillion you can sell dollars. the coin if, if you can just find the guy that bought that bottom you can sell this coin to anyone you just have to have the guy that's like this guy put in a dollar and he made eight million <laughs>
6: that's funny <laughs> it's on ETH though you'd be able to see it on the contracts and everything if somebody did that which i'm sure yeah, was I'm gonna go it. Look at it.
0: i bet you can find someone that got something crazy if that's a real number that is pretty like unbelievable I it doesn't show up on the graph like chain it doesn't show up on the graph for uh like when that happened and shit. it's like it's weird whatever it is the point is like it's, it's been around a bit and i don't know what happened to the Robonomics network after all these years but
6: and it sounds like a mix like, hey, between, hey, hey. between like uh bidenomics
0: and robitesson <laughs> <laughs> biden, and Robitussin. i like it it's funny <laughs> it'll solve your cough and and your dementia at the same and time. your stutter
2: <laughs> and
0: your stutter remember the people that were like yeah biden has stutter yeah i've that's heard that a lot podcast. actually i
2: don't i don't know if it's true or if he just can't speak
6: well that's like the least
0: uh, of that guy's worries right now <laughs> exactly well when when the when the um when he was running for election last time, I'm like, he's clearly demented. What the fuck are you guys talking about? And like, oh no, it's just a stutter. It's well, not <laughs> right. a fucking stutter.
2: <laughs> it like,
0: might, it might also, think, be- it
2: could also be a stutter, but that is totally irrelevant. <laughs> like, that does
0: not have to well, now he's now he's demented with a stutter, so <laughs> right. it's like whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, Bidenomics. He means well. I, I genuinely think he means well. He just he's he's old as fuck. I don't know how well he means though, because like I don't know his like. His family's such a fucking mess. It doesn't seem like a high values group right there. Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe I'm judging it wrong, but I don't know. It's
2: tough cuz I know pretty good people with like pretty fucked
0: up children, but but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really like any politician, that's why I don't get into it. Yeah, I'm not sure like the the it's the it's the greedy shit they do that makes you wonder how well they really mean. On the other hand, it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but whatever. It's going to be not a great election just say that. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought the uh, the Bidenomics reference, the Robonomics Network, <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny thing. But yeah, this thing's been like I never heard about it. It's been around since '99, and with current market cap, it's only been up like 75, percent and it's already ranked like um, like 1100. It's been around since when? Funny.
6: 2017. Robonomics, man, it just <laughs> sounds so boomer. I, I can't get over At that. Where
0: Seppi just said
6: '99.
0: <laughs> No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that.
4: Um, I was like, oh, I'm, my I'm God, this goes way
0: back. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting demented now. No, <laughs> it's uh, mm, yeah, tw- on CoinGecko shows 2019. Has it been on, around long? Uh, never. Now? Yeah.
6: Well, I don't know. It says uh, the project was started by in 2017 by Sergey Lonshokov, Lonshokov.
0: Yeah, some Russia. Oh, no, there's just,
6: yeah, there's one, two, three. There's five. It looks like five people that found there's it all. Oh, Alexander. There's three Alexanders. Oh god.
0: There's still a website. Look at the website for this thing. It's pretty funny. Is fun. it actually called RoboNomic? Um, yeah. There's like this <laughs> There's some sort of like flip phone with legs and it's like floating. Like it's doing like a like it's doing some sort of meditation. Like but levitating. Why is it pumping though? And it's like, That's a that I'm trying to figure it's purely it's purely like uh AI narrative. Currently, issues, they right? don't they need a reason, in, like, yeah. They don't need a reason, that's the bottom line. <laughs> it's just pure nonsense. <laughs> Explore Robonomics, get XRT, use a d app to start building. This reminds
6: me of um XNA, I think
0: is what it is yeah. the IoT coin. And they 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 stuck the Boston Dynamics spot software idea in here, like all this stuff looks like just vaporware, like, oh, look, we're connecting a we're connecting a Boston Dynamics Spot robot and it's in our lab and we're connecting us like, oh, you can connect your Raspberry Pi to this thing and I don't know what you're gonna do with it. That's like
2: Google Cloud integrations. Like, I don't know how many blockchains I've seen integrate Google Cloud and it's like, yeah, you're just storing like your email on there or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, like, ooh, this looks like it's really useful, dude. Spot the—they even put Boston
6: Dynamics on the side of the Spot. Like they—they're not fucking around.
0: What do you mean on the side? Look at
6: that? look at the little uh, robot dog. It's it says Boston Dynamics. Oh yeah 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 yeah. The little drone. You know for sure that the they hands are hands not partnered with them, and
0: they're using that. Oh no no no! That it's like they said here. We've got Boston Dynamics software. We are excited to introduce you to the Spot SDK educational program. Our goal is to get you to familiar with the SDK and allow you to test your skills remotely using a Boston Dynamics spot robot in our lab. So what they're going to do is they're going to have this robot in their facility and then you can send it commands and make it like dance and shit. But you have to send them money also. Do you really? I don't know. I'm just a to. to, Yeah, you have to pay for this shit in tokens. Probably. I mean, usually they want to make money somehow. So that's the utility here. Like you, in a lab somewhere, you can make the spot robot dance. Honestly,
6: that's pretty good utility. And I'm not even Dude, joking. That like, would be so hard, hard if you could
0: actually like, like if it could be like live streamed or something.
6: Yeah, like a like a like an ETH gas thing where it just keeps going up in cost for whoever has the highest bid.
0: It does what you want it to. do. <laughs> you get meved out of. You're like, I want to make it. Do, put your right hand, right. Put your right foot out and like. <laughs> No, dude, yeah, I'm going for like Macarena, and I got more money. Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone hijacks your transaction. No so hijackers.
6: <laughs> so like some big whales would come in and start
0: flexing on people for that. Yeah, for real. No, but the website claims, "Hey, we're founded in 2015." They want to be like serious crypto OGs on here.
6: Well, CoinGecko said like,
0: 2017.
6: <laughs> so I don't. Their dates are all weird. A lot of
4: times, the founding date is like net. when the
0: two guys met at lunch in college. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what the founder date is exactly. Because when was Eth Mainnet? It was like what? What was the date of that? Twenty uh sixteen or seventeen, I can't even remember. I think
4: it was twenty sixteen. Yeah, something like that. Start
0: losing track of time after a while. I'm getting dementia. Um <laughs> uh, like <laughs> not yeah, these 20, days really. Twenty fifteen, actually. Twenty fifteen.
4: Twenty fourteen? Something. yeah i know it's way older than you think yeah 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 it's been it's been a bit um which is why it should be better and should be cheaper by now
0: also <laughs> there's a wishful thinking pretty much <laughs> i don't quite understand it like i'm sure there's a reason but
2: a lot of networks like like it just happened on say and neutron their gas fees got expensive and they lowered them like, they adjusted them. So I assume you just can't do that on Eve.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, DMT just sent me a message. He's the one that's been working on the Zephy wallet for Zephyr. And he said that the um, so there was an issue going on where, like, if you import your seed phrase into it, for some reason, just out of the blue, it would just disappear. And the the wallet would like not keep your seed phrase for some reason, some Apple issue. And um like you'd have to re-enter your seed phrase again every time it did this or like and you'd have to re-install your wallet. It's kind of some fucked up thing with the memory. And uh he thinks he fixed it, so he's uh gonna update it tomorrow. So if you've had that problem, just update your app for your I'm like, on the original wallet. wallet and I still have to use like that wallet file every time, which I don't I guess maybe that's how it's supposed to be, but it's kind of annoying. The yes, the the web wallet. Uh, is designed where you do in fact have to use the, the the file every time. If you use the downloadable and you do not. Right, okay. Which, yeah, because the the reason yeah. is because like if you didn't have that file, that would imply that the information's held in your browser somewhere. You don't want that. Right. But the file is like the, the more secure way to. I guess the most secure way would probably be like put it on a flash drive and delete it off your computer.
6: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to recommend is put it on a flash drive and then put a really, really strong password on it. Cause the encryptions is like military um, grade. So you don't have to worry about that. The password though, can be cracked if you do an easy one. Right, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with the file on your computer, I guess that's a risk kind of. Yeah, you don't want that. Cause if you have it on a flash drive, mm-hmm. you just put it in your computer when you use it and then it's air-gapped when you're not.
0: Yeah, yeah that's actually pretty cool. That That feels more secure
6: yeah I think like um
0: yeah I'll probably move I'll probably go ahead and move all of my zephyr ultimately to uh a fresh wallet and uh, yeah, like do a different security protocol than what I'm doing now already, because um, I also want to make sure that like I have a system where uh family can get access to it easily. Because I, I legitimately think it's going to fucking moon. So it's like you definitely want to have uh, you don't want this to be like lost in cyberspace because someone didn't know what secu- you know, seed phrase to use on what. Another thing you can do, Sefi,
6: is um, set up like a little device that's a Linux-based device where it just when you, when you boot it up, it automatically boots the node up and syncs. And then you can just use the CLI <laughs> wallet. Because the reason why that's... it's it, it, By doing it that way, you can air gap it. And the reason why that's better than utilizing the Web wallet is from what happened in the past with the web wallet. When it goes down, you can't access it. When you when you have your own node, you can access it wherever you have
0: internet, or wherever you plug the thing in. You could also just use any old laptop. I think you could use yeah, the, you could do that the too. Their downloadable wallet too, yeah. right? Because and then you only use it for that one purpose, right? That that computer is literally just for that, and that's it. <laughs> like you just lock it up somewhere. That's the end of it. Yep,
6: that's exactly what I do with the
0: Linux. Uh, what, what, really, just like a simple Chromebook would do the job, pretty much something cheap. Yeah, pretty much anything, like you said. Yeah, so that's like a like a, uh, and you're not like loading or uh, using anything else on it, and and this is for stuff that you just like funds you just intend not to touch at all, because like I'm not going to be sending a whole lot of stuff in and out of this anyway at this point, mm, so it it won't matter. But yeah, I mean, pretty much like the, my intention is, I think like when I'll dig it up is I think like in that one to $3 billion market cap range, I'll probably start converting some Zeph to Z, um, SD in, in wallet or in within the ecosystem. And then, um, and then when Zephyr price dumps in a bear market or something, I can basically get it back. (laughs) You know, like that's the, that's the idea. And, um. And then if I get the opportunity, I can convert, um, if the window opens where you can convert ZSD over to um, Zeph and then ZRS, I'll do that if, that if that chance happens. That's the idea. But anyway, it, it's got a much better flywheel mechanism than Monero does. You know, that's something
6: that we, could, we should talk to uh, DMT about is that uh, currently, mm-hmm. if you look inside the way that their their commands are and in, in like their code, you have to swap from ZRS to Zeph and then from Zeph to ZSD. So if you wanted to swap from ZSD to ZRS, it's actually two transactions. But I'm sure he could build in some sort of macro or something where he it could be one. Or user, you know, for the user, it's
2: one, but is it does there like four like, percent on on both of those. Like, do you get hit with that four percent thing on both?
6: No, I probably okay. do actually, because I think there is a ZSD fee. So I don't. Right. I know that there's a fee to get uh to go from Z R S to ZEF, but I don't know if there's a fee to go from ZEF to ZRS. I've always been so excited, you know. Well but, then, but there ZRS, is a
1: fee to no go to GSD, right? So if you want to go from ZRS to Z S D, you have two fees.
0: Yes, probably. Because like I said, there's no there's no Zeph function. ZEF to ZRS was basically almost nothing fee. Two percent except for Zeph to ZRS. I didn't think it was No, I think that. on the way back. Up, on was... the way on it's from ZRS to Zeph.
6: It's 2%. Okay, I don't know what it is. That makes sense to incentivize holding it. Yeah, I don't know what it is to, to to swap to it. I don't think it's anything or I don't know. It it would probably be
0: free, right? Cuz you like want people to swap to it and you don't want them to swap out of it.
6: Yeah, but they, the, yeah. the fees go to the devs though. They don't go to um like the holders of
2: ZRS. Like, I don't go right, but there. I mean, in terms of like what the devs want out of behavior, like they want to keep you in ZSD, so they probably would put the fee out and no, yeah, fee yeah, because
0: yeah, they want people to collateralize the the stable dollar. So so you don't want to disincentivize going into ZSD or ZRS. Yeah, no, but they've definitely made the ZRS like pretty lucrative, and the the bigger the ecosystem gets, the the yield sort of scales with the usage of the platform you could argue that like as these things go up in value then more people are going to be coming into the ecosystem and more transactions happen and that just creates a I mean, that's kind of the linchpin, right so they they have to keep that like really heavily incentivized because if it if it crashes and suddenly yes. people don't want ZRS, it's over you know that's the death spiral it doesn't make yeah it doesn't make sense if people don't want
6: it, it right. it's it's hard-coded in though to, to get the block rewards so like just on that principle alone you're always going to have demand.
0: Yeah, yeah, it seems like a good system. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now the block rewards is a serious amount of yield. I mean like basically owning ZRS. So the ZRS that I just bought for 10,000 bucks or however much I just paid for it. Like or not, I just converted my Zef. He gave me the actually the, the straight up like even price. He didn't even charge me an extra which is sweet. So I got the ZRS just now and so, like, would it have been better to have acquired the ZRS or would it have required to be, does it make sense to buy, like, $10,000 worth of mining equipment? So, that'd be, like, let's say, 12 miners or something. This actually is better than owning the mining equipment. Yeah. So, that's how far, that's how because you don't have to deal with the equipment. I don't, yeah, you don't have to deal with shit. It's just sitting there and it's just, uh, like, I don't have to deal with anything. It's just literally sitting in your wallet and um, in the background in cyberspace, it's making you this yield that kind of. You know, you could let it sit there for a decade and just ignore it. Yeah, but the mining, the mining rate was way higher. If you're getting two and a half a month per machine and you paid like 800 each, that's really good. Yeah, the mining rate was fine as well. Yeah, both, both are good. But yeah, it's almost like owning ZRS is almost like owning, being a miner in some sense, because you're getting mining yield. That would be a fun comparison is just put, you know, buy a thousand dollar miner and put a thousand in ZRS and see which one wins yeah yeah um but no i think like for anyone that's wondering i think like for zephyr like a rational price to be able to get in under is about 30 bucks based on this recent pullback and that's why like as soon as we got to like right around 30 ish bucks or so i started buying in already i didn't wait and the reason is because if it ran again and i didn't know for sure after that so it went to 52 bucks it pulled back to like sat at about 30 for a bit then 23 then 19 then 15 then 10 like i didn't know exactly when uh, that was that how far that down was going to go but i decided that like at 30 and below i was going to go ahead and start buying and the reason for that is that um by the time i figured out a little bit more about the ecosystem i was like wait a minute this thing's going to run to a lot and i didn't want it was legitimate fomo it's like i just didn't want it didn't matter if i had to be in the red for a while i was like i'm going to own this And, um, and on the way down, I picked up more. So I think my average probably is sitting at around maybe 17 to 20. I have to, have to calculate it. I haven't looked, but, um, it's, uh, cause I got some at the very beginning at like six bucks or, or I think six. Yeah. Something like that. And then I bought a lot more along the way. So I think my average might be 20 or so. So I'm in the green for sure at $25 F. but, um, at the same time, it's like, um, I think anything below 30 was for me a comfortable area to pick some up. And then um yeah, the the probability of something like this going to billion dollar market cap in my head, it's like almost a foregone conclusion. And I think the market agrees with me because the if you look at the hash rate, um and you look at the hash rate relative to other mined coins, it's one of the more popular coins to mine, isn't it? Up is there a dashboard you use for that, by the way, up as far as like like where do you go to see like what are the most popular mine coins or what? I
6: don't uh, I don't know where they find this at, but there somebody just posted for Hive OS the you know the software we use for the OS. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Zeph is the number one mine coin in Hive OS, so I know that, but that doesn't tell you um, of all all proof of work. I I think you could probably find that on either miningstat.com or whattomine.com. One of those,
0: like, um, you know, miner, crypto miner aggregators. Just for reference, um, with the price drop of Monero, uh, which is also on RandomX, RandomX's um, uh, hash rate currently is 2.23 hash per second. Zephyr is now at 2.03. <laughs> so, and, and Zephyr is now at a market cap that is a fraction of uh, Monero. So I think the odds are high. That, um, well, the simple answer is a lot of people are paying attention, and that's attention is the most expensive thing in crypto in some ways. So, I think with a strong hash rate, strong attention, you know, probability for good upside here is still really good.
6: I don't know why there's um, people still mining uh Monero at all, to be honest with you. And because you, even if you want to like have Monero, you could mine up and mm-hmm. sell it for Monero and get more. Like, the reason, like. Monero is getting ready to, to have to go on, I think on telemissions, if they're not already on it. So like their, their daily yep. rewards are are trash. Like Zeph's only on year, like one or two of a 10 year before it goes to telemissions. So it's, yeah, there's really no point in right. mining. The mining profitability makes sense. Yeah. Long yeah. There's no point in mining. That's why like, it's pretty cut and dry and what should happen over the next five or 10 years. Like if, Especially with a stablecoin being on this side, if, if, if the space values privacy, Zeph's going to be the clear winner on RandomX because Monero doesn't have the incentives to keep the, the, the network secure unless it's just old backholders or people that are already using the coin. What I'm saying though is, is minor incentives, like tail emissions is a lot different reward system than I, I think it's 0.6 re- uh, Monero per block. Uh-huh. so like that's not a lot you know like zeph right now i think we're getting like 15 16 zeph per block in comparison
4: yeah,
0: yeah and and like it seems like the the hash rate probably if we have one more bump in zephyr's price um if you if you stay sustained about 50 bucks for sure, hash rate for Zephyr is going to be sustained above Monero. Well, and
6: like I just said, with, their, with the way the reward system works, it, because they're getting dinged so bad with Binance and their price is falling, like if you're a miner and you're paying attention, you should be hopping. Like there's no reason to be over there. Because not only are you not getting less per coin, but now you're getting less dollars per Monero because the right. price is falling. I think the reason why price is falling too is that they're from what i understand is that they 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 their hot wallet's gone and they don't have they're not they're not replenishing it they just paused all withdrawals and they're telling everybody to sell or
0: or you lose your money oh really? Binance, yeah they, they can't really, you can't withdraw from they, it. You I, can I don't sell. know
6: when they turned it off but they turned off withdrawals at some point which tells everybody that they like were selling paper you know paper coins they didn't they ran out of coins basically because I don't know why else they wouldn't they they would turn off withdrawals, unless you don't have the coin. I'm speculating though.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, I I just posted today that XMR was down to like 112 bucks or something. Yeah, that's
6: why I was dropping. It's because people have they have like a couple it, today in the next couple hours, Binance is turning it off, where you won't be
0: able to trade it at all or do anything with it. Oh, really? Okay. I might send some more cash over to Kraken to kind of take advantage of this like buy the blood sort of thing. Yeah. Um interesting. Okay. Cause the price right now is like pretty much what it was in June of twenty twenty two. So if you want to buy something with a wrecked chart, that's it right there. How much is it right now? So like I tend to buy
6: it. 112?
0: It's like 115 at the moment, but yeah, it was 112 this morning. Actually, I I kind of tweeted about it and it's like get this, <laughs> the market cap's about two billion now, so it's actually with ninety five million trading volume at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's like the parity between this and Zephyr are gonna like be close fast here. Um, and I, I just don't know how many people within the Monero community necessarily even aware that Zephyr exists though. That's a thing. It's probably a small fraction, I would imagine of like the full number of people that use xmr how many of those actually know
6: well it's probably a lot like uh bitcoin cash and BSV, where you got the maxis that just are telling you know they won't even listen they just think that it's trash because it's a you know a a fork
0: yeah there's definitely a lot of people that have that tribalism of course they're they're worried about their bag well exactly that's what i mean exactly yeah
6: 'Cause I've I've brought it up to several that. people like Vanessa or other influencers and they don't even they won't even like acknowledge you or even talk to you about it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I them. didn't realize Vanessa's that hardcore into the uh like she, she definitely likes the 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 Monero um libertarian philosophy. I get it. I really do. But if you did, why wouldn't you like Zeph even more then? It's kind of yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know except for that like before we get too euphoric about it the reality is like with zephyr we definitely need to have um like upgraded oracles for that for sure so there is that risk i haven't looked into that, that for a while keep... i need to talk to
6: people and see if there's any work being done on that front
0: a... yeah they've been added i don't know what the late uh, like they haven't posted like what the details are in fact i don't even know if it's they should post anything honestly um You don't want anything to re- relate to like intact vectors of any kind with timing or any of that. They should. Oh, just you don't want to be like Dukwan, <laughs> tell everybody when you're planning on yeah, doing everything. <laughs> exactly. Whoops. um So yeah, we like. I think doing this all in pure secret makes. Yeah, sense. I totally. Do. Oh hey, what what you been up to, man?
4: Did you say Wando Sevi? Yeah, what you up uh, to? My bad.
2: Yo, I'm uh, making a tea. I got back from. Uh, honestly, you know RE Jules. Sefi? Uh-huh.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah he, yeah.
2: he published a book and it was his it was like a private launch event in New York. Um we just got back okay. from that. It was it was it was a good time in that, you know, kind of got to meet up with a whole bunch of chain link homies and um I, I still really? haven't um gotten a pick with Sergey, but I did have to go to the bathroom and I told Sergey to, you know, I said, you know, excuse me, Sergey, like I gotta get to the bathroom. Um uh, <laughs> but uh the then was cool and um I, I wanted to i was listening to what you guys were saying and um i know you've been talking about zeph for a minute um and you were talking about monero so is anyone looking at zcash right now for just a trade i mean i think privacy i hear what's going on with monero i know about zeph um sefi because you've been talking about it a lot i like
0: i've owned i've owned zcash in the past um uh, briefly like um as short trades mostly just fucking around um in fact i remember the last time i traded zcash i was walking around um uh what's it called uh victoria island off british columbia Uh or vancouver island i'm sorry off british columbia i, I remember the town i was in uh at the capital there while i was sitting there like trading while i was fucking like walking around the town sightseeing and shit <laughs> like that's the last time i've touched zcash honestly this is back in like. I don't know the maybe like 2020 or something I, I don't even remember anyway um yeah like did you um you think it's gonna like run for some reason or what like what's your theory
2: i don't really have a theory i don't really have a theory um if you know nexus blade runner he does this like he trades he does like these fibonacci things and um he called mm-hmm. um, zcash like somewhat recently within a week and. I look at the chart and the chart is just like super bottomed out. It's like, this thing is over. Of course. Um, But I don't know. I just, you know, you know, hearing what you guys saying, I know Zcash was like a privacy thing at some point you can buy it on Coinbase. I think it's like, you could only make limit trades on it. So I don't know if like Coinbase's vending machine will like spit out Zcash, but like, if you can trade it and set a limit order, you can get it on Coinbase. So it's, relatively easy for like retail to come in and be like oh privacy coins you can't get monero on coinbase and so um i don't have much zcash basically yeah. it retested like i don't
6: think it's a privacy the coin anymore though but it, there might still be a narrative yeah. behind it but they, i thought they went com- they like the, uh, like they go they they have a way of identifying everybody's wallet now
2: i honestly don't even i honestly privacy was something i remembered more than you know, I, I haven't followed it in a minute. I just like saw it maybe as a short-term trade opportunity and like
0: Yeah, it may be fine as a short term. In fact, XMR after I posted about it this morning was at 112, now it's at 118. So it's already kind of moved. But like um, yeah, like the the um yeah, it could be a decent trade. But the thing is like here's the thing. Like, let's say if you were to pick between this and say just simply Litecoin, which is also like red at its bottom pretty much. The question becomes like, of those two things at this moment, which one would I rather be a bag holder in? Like if I'm, if I'm picking dino coins.
2: Like, like one um, looks better as I, a chart, just like if I pull them both up on Coinbase or on Trading View, you know? So maybe probably that. Or not only so that, like, but
0: it's like, which would you prefer? If you had to be a bag holder in one of these, because like for some reason the price dipped or something. And, you know, which one would you rather have? I'm, I'm more and more like the more I'm thinking about my risk, plays that i'm buying anything i'm kind of like you know almost everything's going to go up in a bull market so it's like one i'm not buying shit that can like go to zero very easily and two i'm not buying stuff that i I don't want to be a bag holder and stuff that i don't want to own long term in case i fuck up the trade or something does that make sense like (laughs) so i'm like so it's like that's why like such a large part of my bag is in Chainlink, for example for this very reason because it's like on the one hand the odds it's going to go to zero or low in that like the token is not at risk it's you know that's not a, there's no there's no technical risk to the token and b at the most there's like execution risk or something happens bad to the founder or something and then the coin price dumps or something weird like that but outside of that you know to me it's like a relatively low risk thing where i can put it pretty good size bag into if you're talking about like trading like z cash and this and that i think i could do it but the thing is like it's going to be for small amounts of money and now i'm just piddling around and i don't know if it's worth wasting the time but i don't know uh but you're right like off the bottom of its chart because it was retested it's uh, it's low from previous whatever low it looked pretty good
2: yeah
0: but just as a trade just as a trade of course you know yeah
2: monero looked like a cup and handle for the longest time and then what like in the past month or week it like absolutely sold off like crazy so you know it just goes to show like just because something is like oh it's a cup and handle oh, it's a this or that you know there's a lot of other things to kind of factor in to maybe what oh, yeah. the chart looks like but yeah inter- interesting
0: basically yeah the way to think about it is fundamentals always um beat technical so technical analysis works so long as like the fundamentals don't fuck it up somehow. <laughs> fundamentals so.
2: and narrative, and con- what's the contemporary? Like, what's everyone really focused on or thinking right. about? Or what's the next, the immediate, like next thing? That's honestly like where you want to be. Like, skate to the puck. Um, but here, uh, here's or is another one or in micro caps. Yeah, yeah, but you, you could go. But one more I want to slip in is uh, Matic. Is is Matic a trade now that they might be like upgrading to a different token? There might be a, a new chart coming soon. Um, you know, matic as one of these dino coins is anyone talking about that or am i crazy
0: uh hmm yeah um wabi likes that idea he likes the idea of anything that's going to be renamed by it
6: isn't there a new coin going to be <laughs> called like, Pol? Be
0: a bunch of marketing
2: yeah i think it's like polygon ecosystem token you could i think you could buy it today t-o-l yeah Pol. Um,
3: There's this, in, like, Dao- There's this principle in like Daoism. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's just, like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Daoism. Dao-
7: and now it's mutiny, community, uprise There's no more humility, futility, plus size Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal Which side of the line you beating out on when the dust settles Motherfuckin' wet shit, needle and noose Sticking with my armory and Beto and Bruce Reppin' psychedelic artistry, believing the truth Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue <laughs> GFM
3: Is it really is it worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Worth all the drama, and the answer I think is clear now.